0: Welcome to the Pop Culture Pub
1: Podcast. Now let's begin.
2: Pub Podcast. I'm your host, my name is Chris Lockhart, and joining me for this episode is my co-host in crime, Ragnar. How's it going, Ragnar?
0: Well, it's going quite well. And <clears throat> hello there,
2: everyone. Excellent. So, this is uh, part one of two. Um, we're doing a get to know you episode. Uh, for people that have been listening to the, you know, Pop Culture Pub, Geek Fallout, stuff like that, uh, we got a regular uh, group of uh, podcasters, myself, Ragnar, uh, Kevin, and Lillian, and uh, you know we're doing this these uh, episodes just to, so the listeners can get to know us a little bit better. Uh, if they're interested in getting to know us a little bit better, they can listen to these. Um, <laughs> so uh, we're doing it in two parts uh, for scheduling and. Also, I guess to break it up a little bit, so for this episode, it'll be Ragnar and I answering uh, the questions I've prepared, and then tomorrow, or not, the next episode, which will be tomorrow night for me, uh, Kevin and Lillian will be answering the questions. And then, you know, if we got time, we can, uh, you know, do a brain candy segment talking about what we're watching, whatever um, is going on. So uh, let, let let's get started. Uh, so, so I'll just uh, throw the question out there, and then you can answer Ragnar, and then I'll, then I'll answer. Uh, so All right. R- so, good. Ragnar, where did you grow up?
0: And I and I thought these questions were going to be like what you were asked, you know, from Monty Python. I was expecting, "What is your favorite color?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do have a few of those coming. Oh, sweet! <laughs> what? is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I was born in Edmonton at the Misericordia Hospital, which is right across the street from West Edmonton Mall. Yep. And I lived in Edmonton until I was, I don't know, 19 or 20. And then I moved to Yorkton, Saskatchewan, Hmm. all places. And mostly I moved because of the cheaper cost of living mm-hmm. in Yorkton. I was able to get a house for like 80 grand. Nice. And then my mortgage payment was like 500 a month. And it was a very nice house on a huge double lot. Unfortunately, even with the super low cost of living compared to Edmonton, mm-hmm. I couldn't get a job. Yeah. And... The highlight of my career in Yorkton was working at Pizza Hut as both the cook and the delivery driver. Hmm. Where I made, between the two, I made about $15 an hour, and it was only part-time. Yeah. So, eventually I moved to Saskatoon, and I got a quote-unquote real job, like, I think the second or third day I was in Saskatoon, and ultimately, that job launched my real career doing Ragnar the Trader. So, excellent. Yeah, started in Edmonton, ended up in Saskatoon with a pit stop in Yorkton.
2: And where is Yorkton? Is that south of Saskatoon?
0: Yorkton is kind of like uh, southeast of Saskatoon. Oh, okay, it's um, <laughs> closer closer to the Manitoba border. Oh, okay, um, I think the Manitoba border is. 45 minutes or so from Yorkton. Like, it's pretty close. Oh, okay. And in, in that, co- like, that chunk of the province, Yorkton's the big city. Um, and it's, like, the th- third biggest trading zone in Saskatchewan or something like that. Oh, okay. It's about, you know, it's about 20,000 people. <clears throat> and uh, it sucks. I don't have much <laughs> to say about Yorkton. Yeah, <laughs> <But> I, I've... <laughs> The furthest east I've
2: been uh, by vehicle is Saskatoon. Like I like I've been to like Toronto and stuff, uh, but by plane. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and I I like Saskatoon. Like I, I've been there a couple times. Um. I I, I really like you know Saskatoon, but uh,
0: yeah, I, I um. As it stands right now. For me, anyway, Saskatoon is, like, the perfect size. It's about 250,000 people with the surrounding communities. And that means we have almost all of the amenities of a big city, Mm -hmm. but most of the problems a big city has, we don't have. Yeah. Uh, We do, like, the crime rate here is very high, and it's all drug drug related yeah or almost all of it is drug related in one one way or another um, and most of that is confined to one, one quadrant of town or downtown and if you aren't in those areas you don't generally have any trouble yeah um, and it's a very pretty city especially in the, the spring and the fall and the summer mm-hmm. um, it's a just a beautiful city. So, so I, I'm quite happy here. Um, right now, we're seeing, and I'm assuming this is the same everywhere. You know, the the cost of living and inflation are rising so rapidly. A lot of people's wages are not rising, and they're they're Mm-mm. being squeezed out of things. Yeah, and we're we're seeing a lot of former rental properties being sold and turned into. Other things like, you know, that they tear down one old house that was a rental and they put up two new houses, which are sold to new, to new people who don't rent them out. Yeah. And as a homeowner, that's, that's probably good. But if you were renting, it means there's getting to be fewer and fewer places to rent, which also mm-hmm. means the price of rent is going up. Yep. And like, I, I know for me, when I switched from renting to owning... It only cost me about $200 a month more, and I didn't have to have a roommate. So, Mm -hmm. like, owning is almost a better deal if you're able to, you know, if the bank is, if you can convince the bank that you're able to afford it. Owning is, in many cases, cheaper than renting. Yeah. Which is kind of perverse. But, yeah. uh, yeah, it's crazy. But, but overall, yeah, overall, Saskatoon's nice. And uh, if you're, you know, anyone is ever in the area, it's definitely worth, you know, stopping and having a visit. There's a lot of really good restaurants, lots of great pubs if you're into that. And uh, the River Valley is just absolutely beautiful. Excellent. Um,
2: all right, well, like, for myself, uh, I like, I currently live in, in a town called Barhead, which is... Uh, about an hour northwest of Edmonton. <clears throat> and I was born here as well. Um, but I grew up half an hour north of here in a smaller community, or near a smaller community, called Fort Assiniboine. Um, like, the, like, the the Fort Assiniboine used to be considered a village, but now it's considered a hamlet. Because uh, it's actually gotten smaller over the years. Um i think like the like the hamlet of fort ascent itself only has like 200 people um oh wow but for the first nine years of my life i lived about a kilometer from the hamlet in a trailer park near uh the fort motor inn um which was a great place to grow up i you know there's a lot of kids there and you know we used to ride bikes and you know summer times were always great um And then when I was about nine years old, my mom and dad bought my, uh, grandma and grandpa's old farm, uh, which was an acreage at that point. And, and that's where I lived till I was like 23. Uh, and then I moved to Barhead. So I, I haven't moved far. Um,
0: you, you've you've sort of been in the same area your whole life.
2: Yeah. So, uh, like the acreage I, um, when I was 19, like, like I said, my, my parents bought it from my grandma and grandpa my grandma and grandpa's old house um which was an old like 60s mobile home tra- slash trailer whatever you want to call it with an yeah. addition uh was still there and my dad like in the mid 90s because the trailer was kind of decrepit so my dad had it taken away and he fixed up the the addition as like a cabin type of type of uh building cool. and that's and I actually moved into there uh from like 19 till 23. Till my- oh, that's cool. So it was almost like having your own little place. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It was just across the yard from my, 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 well, my parents had split up at that point. Um, yeah. And then they, uh, they sold the place in 2003. And then I moved to Barhead. But it, it was advantageous for me to stay there because it was only like a half hour drive to my work at the time. And then when I moved to Barhead, I actually moved further away from my work. So then a, a half hour became an hour long drive. Just to get to work and oh. then an hour back. Yeah. Um, so that kind of sucked, but I was dating my wife at the time, so it worked out for the best because she was in Barhead. So. And, yeah. and I've been here ever since. Um. But yeah, growing up before Des like I mean, my graduating class was twelve people. Um, and I'm still oh, on, I'm, wow. Yeah, and I mean, the nice thing about it is I'm still in contact with all of them pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um you know, through Facebook and, you know, uh, you know, social media, stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of sad because the place where I grew up, like the, my, the old family farm, um, I actually just stopped there today on my way home from work this morning. And the people that bought it, they're actually like a, a couple, a German couple that live in Holland, I believe. Um, so they basically just bought it for the land and they just rent the land out. So, oh, no, so no, they yeah, don't, nobody they don't actually lived there. Yeah, nobody lives there. So like the hmm. uh, the lawn is all, you know, overgrown. There's trees where there never used to be trees and it oh, yeah. you know, it, it's sad. It, you know, you know, the the like the old barn's still there and the old uh uh machine shed is still there, but that's about it. Everything else is gone. Um huh. and yeah, it's just it's sad to see it that you know because it was such a great place to grow up and to see nobody there anymore. You know, kind of makes me sad. But I mean, it's you know their choice. I mean, it's their place, right?
0: Um, it, yeah, it's it's always a weird feeling when you go visit somewhere that you lived before, especially a place you grew up in, because yeah. you have more of a uh, you know more of an attachment to it. But yeah, like I I got to visit the house in Yorkton that I had. I sold it to. Um, I got like a friend of a friend Yep. and he ended up renting out the basement to a friend of mine. Oh, okay. So I've been there a couple of times and it's always such a weird feeling, you know, mm-hmm. being, being in you, your house, but it's not your house anymore. Yep.
2: And,
0: and things are different. And, you know, in my opinion, lots of things are kind of run down, but it's like, well, it's, you don't own this anymore. It's, yep. you know, yep. Yeah, it's always a weird feeling.
2: Yeah, it, it is. It is. Um, because yeah, my dad like, uh, he he's very, uh, lawn conscientious. Like you know, like the mowing always had to be pristine. Oh yeah. It you know it was a very nice place. All the buildings were always painted, and um, it was what you know he that was his passion was, you know, taking care of that place. So, yeah. yeah, it's sad to see what it be, what it's become, but it is
0: what it is. But, but it, on the other hand, it's cool that because nobody lives there, you can, you know, I mean, you can't go back and live there, but you can go and visit whenever you want. And nobody cares. Yeah.
2: Well, it's technically, like, I guess I was technically trespassing. Like, I wasn't supposed to be there, but yeah. it, the, the gate was open, so I was like, eh,
0: you know, obviously. I that, don't, I really, you know, especially if you're not, you're just looking around, you're not taking anything, you're not yeah. leaving anything. Yeah. I don't think you're gonna have any trouble. And I'm sure yeah. if somebody did phone the police and they actually responded, you would just say, Well, I grew up here and they'd be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, move along. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that that's true. Um but uh yeah, the the old uh we my dad built this uh school bus shack for us, like that so we could you know, in the winter time we you know, we'd sit in there and wait for the bus. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, okay. And uh, he still there's still a sign on there that says the Lock Arts. I I oh, yeah. do, do want to take that one day, but yeah. I always forget to bring a screwdriver with me. So
0: yeah, that, but that might be worth taking. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure the current owners would understand and probably not begrudge you for that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, they live in Holland. So I don't really. They just rent it out. And- <laughs> They don't yeah. really
0: care. <laughs> they ain't going to fly all the way from Holland to give you shit for stealing a sign with your name on it. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Um, and Yeah, and I saw the old satellite dish, the old uh, eight-footer. It's oh, still wow. it's still there. Like, I mean, there's trees all grown around it, but I just thought it was cool. neat to see the old satellite. I used to love that thing. Yeah. Um. All right, so next question. Earliest pop culture property you liked as a kid? Um so what what was the what was the you know pop culture property that made you a geek I guess
0: Well I mean when I was a little kid I really enjoyed like He-Man and the Masters of the Universe Yep and I remember watching Inspector Gadget and the old Spider-Man that had Stanley as the narrator Mm yep Um and then when I a little you know a year or two later I got into Ninja Turtles when the cartoons started coming out. Yep, and that just rocked my world. Yep. So, I you know I really liked Team Man, still do, and and Inspector Gadget and things like that. Yep. But Ninja Turtles was for sure the big one for me. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, that I, I as a kid, Ninja Turtles was like my whole world for a long time. And th- you know, then when I got older, I liked. Transformers and G.I. Joe a lot Mm -hmm. but uh, I never stopped liking Ninja Turtles just they reinvented the franchise a few times and I never followed along for any of the reinventions Uh, I'm not saying they suck because I just don't know I I suspect some of them are actually pretty good but uh, after kind of the original cartoon ended and the you know I think by the time the third live action movie came out I was kind of done with turtles for a while
2: yeah
0: um but that first turtles movie the first oh, live action one yeah. we rented it from a store and then somehow made a copy of it um i think we use like my dad's he had an eight millimeter video camera okay and i yeah. think there was a way you could like plug in the vcr to the camera and record onto the camera yeah and that you could connect the camera to the TV and watch stuff, something like that. I don't quite remember. Yeah. But we made a copy of it and we watched it, my sister and I, so many times as a kid that when I then saw the movie again as an adult, I still knew all the lines. Yep. And I was uh, like, wow. I must have. I must have just watched it, like multiple times every day. For, for years to have it to that point.
2: And, and it still holds up, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I watched it a couple years ago and I'm like, this yeah. movie still kicks ass.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, for, it was the 30th anniversary in 2020. Um, yeah. And yeah, in, in my opinion, you know, it's better than the, than the newer ones that they made. Like I, I, oh, don't, yeah. I don't know why they just don't go back to using the suits again. Like, you know, with the, you know, yeah. I mean, you could tweak things a little bit with CGI, um, sure. but I mean, you could still make a good Ninja Turtles movie. Like if, if they would just, you know, use Jim Henson's company. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love, yeah, I love that movie.
0: I love yeah, that. No, I, I, um, it still kicks butt and I'm super excited this summer, uh, in August, one of the shows I'll be doing is the Regina comic con and the big celebrity guest is April O'Neil from the nice. first turtle who, who you've met before, right? Who I yeah yes. who I who I met before and had a had a funny you know story about and yep. so I am I am just absolutely stoked to see her again whether or not we have any sort of connection or she remembers me I don't know and I don't care I'm just excited to go see her again yep she's still and absolutely beautiful she happens beautiful. to remember me or something hey awesome yep. and if she doesn't I ain't gonna be offended <laughs> no
2: no and like I said she's still absolutely beautiful like I can't I can't yeah. believe it. oh yeah. Yeah, like um crazy beautiful. Yeah. Um all right. Well, for me, um first and foremost, uh from the time I was a little guy, uh Star Trek has always been like my main geek yeah. love. Um it's funny because now it's to, or this year's the 40th anniversary of ET. And yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not a huge like I don't mind ET. Like it it's it's a it's a good movie. But I wouldn't say, oh, my God, it's, like, my favorite movie ever, you know. Like, I wouldn't even put it on my, like, top 20. Um, no. Like, no. It, it's kind of like Jaws, you know. Like, there's people that are just diehard Jaws fans. I'm not one yeah. of them. Yeah. I, I, I don't hate Jaws. I liked it. Um, yeah. But if I never see it again, I'm fine with that, too. Uh, that's kind of the way I feel about E.T. But um, my mom has always said... That's where my love of science fiction started because she were and I and it's funny like I still remember like even though I was like two and a half or something, I still remember my mom waking me up, us going to the drive-in in bar at Barhead, and I remember you know being in my dad's truck and watching that movie, and my mom said like because it, it was like the old Dodge, uh, Ram, with the the bench seat. And she said...
0: Oh, yeah. I remember bench seats.
2: Yeah. She said, I just I just stood on the seat and watched the movie, and I never sat down once. She said, like, I wow. was just, like, enthralled by it. And she said, like, that's where your love of science fiction started. So, you know, kudos to E.T. Um, so I, I And I do remember going to see that movie, but I also remember Star Trek being a huge part of my life. Um, you know, because my, my... And it's funny, because my, my dad is not a Star Trek fan, but he is one of the guys that turned me on to Star Trek, I guess, because, um, you know, he's a huge hockey nut. Um, So he would always watch Hockey Night in Canada. And CBC used to air Star Trek at 4 o'clock on a Saturday right before Hockey Night in Canada when I was a kid. Uh, So because Dad was waiting for Hockey Night in Canada, he just turned to CBC and, you know, we'd end up watching Star Trek. And then it it became a thing for a while. Uh, you know yeah. watching Star Trek and then yeah I remember the original movies like two three and four especially I remember those and then eventually I became a TNG fan um, I didn't start watching TNG until the third season until we moved to the to the acreage because where we lived before we couldn't we didn't have any of the channels I carried um,
0: yeah living TNG. living rural yeah you just would it just wouldn't be an option, right?
2: Yeah. Well, I just remember when when TNG was coming out, uh, CBC aired a special about it. And I remember just thinking, this is amazing. Like, there's, you know, because they introduced the holodeck, because they showed the scene wow. with Riker and Data and the holodeck and the Enterprise splitting in two. Like, my mind yeah. my mind was oh, just man, blown. Oh, man, you remember
0: the first time that happened? That was yeah.
2: huge. Yeah, my mind was just blown. Yeah. And I was like, I can't wait for this. And then CBC never picked it up. So I got yeah. to, I got to watch the special, <laughs> <It's
0: a teaser. laughs> yeah,
2: but not the show. And then when we moved to the acreage, uh, we could get ITV Edmonton, which is now Global oh, yeah. Edmonton, and they aired it. Uh, yeah,
0: that's that's what I would have watched Deep Space Nine on with yeah, that channel. Yep, yeah, yeah, and then
2: eventually Deep Space Nine and and Voyager and, um, but yeah, no. Uh, aside from Star Trek Masters of the Universe, huge Masters of the Universe fan, still am to this day. Yeah. Uh, and then, like you said, Ninja Turtles. It, I went to Ninja Turtles, but I, be, before Ninja Turtles, there was a year when they had Captain Power. I was I love oh, Captain Power. I had, okay. the, I had I never the,
0: watched that. I you know I know a bit about it.
2: Yeah, I I, I remember watching the show. Um, you know, at the time, like now it's pretty dated, like with the CGI and stuff. But back then, it was like, holy crap! You know, like yeah, uh, there's a flying robot. You know, like. Now it looks bad, but back then it was amazing. <laughs> and I just remember, like, they had the big toy drive. Uh, I think they were Mattel toys, same as He-Man. So there's He-Man and then Captain yeah. Power and then Ninja Turtles. Then Ninja Turtle I got into Ninja Turtles. Um, yep. And then kind of all through it as well uh, is comic books. Um, yeah. And I, and I credit my mom for that because my I remember my mom buying me comic books when I was a kid, uh, just, and I think because, you know, when I was a kid, they were like 50 cents, 75 cents. Uh, so yeah. they, it was cheap, you know, it was cheap entertainment. I, I, you know, I, she originally bought it for, you know, cause I would look at the art cause I loved comic book art. And then as I got older, I actually started reading them and then she would buy them for me because I was reading, you know? So, um, yeah. so I've always been a comic book fan. So, yeah, that's.
0: Uh... Yeah, well, one of the one of the first nerdy books I remember reading would have been The Hobbit. Mm. Yep. I would have been eight or nine, maybe somewhere in that range. Yep. Oh, 94, 95, something like that. Yep. And it would have just it like it blew my mind that book. Yeah. I I read that book again and again and again and again and I I always found new things in it. And then, you know, and then later I read The Lord of the Rings, and I, of course, enjoyed those, too. But The Hobbit, I almost think The Hobbit's a better book because it's a, a shorter story. Mm-hmm. Whereas well, Lord of the Rings, it's like, you got to commit to that. That's three books you got to commit to. Well, they Whereas The Hobbit's like, man, you can pick that up and read it in, like, a very short period of time.
2: Yeah, I think I read somewhere or heard somewhere that Tolkien wrote the hobbit for his kids and then yeah. he, wrote, he wrote lord of the rings for himself. Yeah. So it's you know it's more more adult oriented I guess but Oh yeah, yeah. and no. I mean, you know,
0: I I am by no means saying lord of the rings sucks or anything like that. You know, no, it kicks butt. Yeah. I just um I always have a tender spot for the hobbit. Yep. It would have not been the first book I read, not at all, but it's one of the first books I remember reading. Excellent. Uh,
2: yeah. Um. I also want to throw uh Star Wars into the mix too because I I've I've been a Star Wars fan since I was a kid. I was more Star Trek, but I do remember watching you know the the original Star Wars movies on like yeah. a CTV Sunday night movie or whatever. Yeah. Um. And I used to. Ha- you remember those? I don't know if maybe. Um. I'm a little. I'm a little bit older than than you, but they, they used Yeah. To, they used to have those books that you, and then they had the tape that went with it, and then you put the tape in. Oh, and, yeah. And
0: yeah. Follow I on. those.
2: Yeah. So I used to have, I used to have a collection of those. So it included like all the Star Wars movies, Star Trek, oh, cool. one, two, and three, um, the Black Hole. and then, oh, there were, yeah. and then there, there, Black Hole. Yeah. And then there was some Disney, uh, like, you know, some other ones in there too, but, uh. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just, yeah, loved those and, you know, was a big fan of Star Wars. Um, and, and still am, and still am. Which go, goes into our next question. Um, uh, favorite pop culture franchises now? So, Ragnar, what what are your favorite franchises right now?
0: Uh, oh, I, I just got to throw a slight t- toss back to what you were just talking about. Okay. I totally forgot, but as a kid... I was also huge into Godzilla. Oh, cool. Uh, the old yep. Japanese Godzilla movies with the dudes in the rubber suits that were just terrible. Yep. Man, I loved them as a kid. And and as I got a bit older, like around maybe 11, 12, I used to take my dad's video camera and I had a Godzilla toy, which I still have, and all my like micro machines and Hot Wheels cars and make little videos of Godzilla destroying things. Nice. Like stop mode. I'm sure they were terrible, but they were a lot of fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so as an adult, and, and in the year 2022, pop culture franchises that I'm really into, um, the Mandalorian mm-hmm. slash modern Star Wars TV shows, um, they're not all great. Like, the book of Boba Fett, which we've discussed previously. Yep. yep. It's a hot mess that has some brilliant moments and yep. some great parts, but as a whole kind of wasn't great. But um, I've really enjoyed them. I really enjoyed watching the Clone Wars, and I really enjoyed watching Rebels, and now we're seeing things from that universe being brought to life in, you know, real life. mm mm-hmm. Pardon me, in live action. And so... Yep. Yeah i'm i'm loving it i wish it was wednesday so i could watch the next obi-wan before i leave i'm leaving tomorrow morning though so yeah unless i stay up really late tonight i don't think i'll get to see it until i come home from my trip yep um i still love star trek but i don't enjoy any of the new ones mm-hmm. um I didn't completely hate the J.J. Abrams movies. I just didn't like that they made them into action movies and and kind of forgot about character development and science fiction and it just all became action. Yeah. But I didn't completely hate them. I just didn't think they were as good as they could have been, which is sort of how I feel about most of the J.J. Abrams properties. I'm like, there's some great elements here, but as a whole they're never as good as I think they should be. Yeah. Um so right now, of course, I'm getting my Star Trek fixed through the Orville, mm-hmm. and I just love in season 3 so far. Cuz they're not even trying to be funny anymore. They're just Star Trek now. Yep. Like I think I think there was like two parts I laughed at in the first two episodes. And the rest of the time, I was just like, this is awesome. Like, in my head, just, this is fucking awesome. This is fucking awesome. This is fucking awesome. Yep. It's just Star Trek now, just straight up. Um, and then, I, you know, I enjoy shows like The Boys. I'm finding yep. that pretty, pretty enjoyable. And uh, as a whole, it's a pretty good time to be a nerd and into mm-hmm. all the nerdy movies and TV shows because there's so many of them. Yep. and it's just a smorgasbord of what you want to watch.
2: Yep, exactly. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll I share your sentiments about Star Trek. I am trying to watch Strange New Worlds. I've am about halfway through episode two, and it's not bad. Like I I, I really like Anson Mount. I love him as an mm-hmm. actor. Uh, Re- yeah, he's a great actor. Rebecca Romijn, she's she's pretty good as Number One. Um, But, yeah, uh, no no offense to Ethan Peck, but he's no Spock. Like, he doesn't even look like Leonard Nimoy.
0: Oh, man, I remember when I saw him on Discovery, I was like, who the fuck's this guy? That's supposed to be Spock? But he's short, and he has a beard. Yep. This is terrible.
2: I mean, he's got the Vulcan haircut now, and he's beardless and stuff, but he's still the, you know, at least Zachary Quinto looked like Leonard Nimoy, sort of.
0: Zachary Quinto looked like Leonard Nimoy. And spent a fair bit of time trying to get a character that could be believable as a younger version of the character we already knew. Yeah, exactly. But Ethan Peck, and maybe he did. I don't want to shit on the actor. Yeah. It is not his fault that the writing and directing is terrible. Yeah. But I was just like, he doesn't look like Spock, he doesn't sound like Spock, and he doesn't act like Spock. Yeah. What the hell is the point of this guy?
2: Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm trying it, um, but yeah, the Orb yeah. is definitely superior by far. Um, yeah, the JJ, you know, honestly, and I'm and you know, like really looking back on the Star Trek franchise, I really think the problems with the Star Trek movies began with the next gener with next generation movies like Star Trek First Contact is when it started. I think.
0: Yeah, um, I agree. I agree with you because Generations was great.
2: Yeah, it was, it was, you know like it was bridging the gap. I didn't mind, you know, like they got no physical fight with the you know, Malcolm McDowell. That's that you know like that's what Kirk does. He fights the bad guy. Um yeah. but not Picard. But in every subsequent TNG movie, it's always the same formula. Yeah. You got a bad guy. Yeah. You got Picard has to physically fight him at the end
0: or her at the end of the movie um yeah they, the, and, they, that, and they always find a way to bring Worf back even though yeah he should be on DS 9 in the middle of the um war with the changelings like yeah. the dominion war like and, yeah they're gonna pull him off the front lines of the dominion war so he can go on a side quest with the enterprise i don't think so man
2: yeah and uh you know they don't recat like because the thing is like warf's not on the enterprise so who's the new tactical officer you don't know because they never show
0: him Or her. There isn't one. Um, And nobody ever asked Worf, like, hey, Worf, how are you feeling about your wife, Jadzia, dying? Like, you just pretend that, oh, he's the same Worf as if he never left. Yeah, exactly. As if never happened.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, it's like, it follows the same formula. The bad guy has to die at the end of the movie. It's like, guys, you know, like, this is not Star Trek. Like, Kirk, I mean, didn't fight anybody in Star Trek 1 or... And he didn't even fight Khan. Like they did a ship to ship fight, but they they didn't actually meet yeah. physically.
0: Yeah, I, I rewatched. I rewatched that movie hmm, just a month or so ago, and and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I I think it holds up. But it was very interesting in a modern context how little action and fighting there was in it, and yet that's what we all remember about it.
2: Yeah. And I mean, uh, it, it's a kudos to to the to Ricardo Montalban and, and William Shatner that their performances were so dynamic, like when they're talking over the view screen yeah. or talking over the the calm, that it's like they're together, but they're not, you know, because oh, yeah. you know, like because yeah. their their hatred and and the back and forth is so intense, it's it's like two people yelling at each other face to face, but they're not. And then yeah, and they for- had a
0: huge production upgrade yep. between the first movie and the second one. Like, they really – for the time, they really modernized the special effects and the costumes and, like yeah. – Yeah. I never noticed that on a previous viewing, but on a on a recent viewing, I'm like, oh, man, they they spent a lot of money working on all that. Yeah, and, I mean, people kind
2: of knock the motion picture, but I actually – as I get older, I appreciate it more, because it is Star Trek. Like, it's them discovering a new life. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, you know, thinking their way through this problem without, you know, just blowing it up, like they do in the J.J. J. Abrams yep. movies, or the Next Generation movies.
0: Yeah. yeah uh, and I agree <clears throat> with that. Around the time First Contact came out, the movies started to go downhill, and they just never got better. Yeah, like, First Contact wasn't a
2: bad movie, but, I mean, they... No, and and that
0: was a cool concept. That was a really cool concept to do that. Yeah. But it was a shift. in Yeah. And then that shift just got worse as time went on.
2: Yeah, because the whole, like, the whole thing about the Borg that scared me initially was the fact that there's no individuals. They take your identity yep. you become like a like a cog right um you don't you're they're, not an they're like
0: zombies except that they're technologically advanced so yeah. so you got the hor- you got the horror of zombies and there's millions of them and it you'll run out of bullets before you could hurt them of course with the board you can't even shoot them because you shoot them a few times and then they adapt to it and then your weapon is invalid against them yeah yeah Exactly. Which was, I always thought that was scary because I'm like, you always have to try to find a new weapon to use and eventually there just won't be any left. Yep. Um, and it didn't seem to matter how many you killed before they, you know, adapted to your weapon. You could never kill all of them. Yeah. And yeah, becoming the idea of like them capturing you and you becoming one of them was always, that makes your skin crawl.
2: Yep. Yeah, no, um, uh... Yeah, after First Contact, yeah, Nemesis, yeah, yeah. anyway, yeah, like, it, it, it really started with the TNG movies, um, and then J.J. Abrams, yeah, like, that first movie, I, I was like, it's okay, but it had problems, Um, and then yeah, the, the there second, were th- there
0: were things I really liked about it, and
2: then the second movie, and
0: there were lots of things I really disliked about it,
2: yeah, and then when they tried doing, redoing con, it's like, eh, and then when they bring yeah. Captain Kirk back from the dead, I'm like, all right, now now you guys just really jump the shark, because it's like they just brush it off. It's like, McCoy, oh, yeah, you were dead, but you know, we gave you some of Khan's blood, and now you're alive. It's like, what? Like, why are you guys not freaking out? You literally have found a cure for death.
0: Yeah. Death has Definitely. no meaning anymore. Kirk would not be cool with, with that. Anything that Khan did that benefited anyone, he would not be cool with.
2: Yeah. Like, I just, it just, I don't know. It was, it was bad writing. And then, it, yeah, like, for, for me, like, now, um, I'm more of a, yeah, like, Star Wars is my go-to for television, and, um, which is weird because, you know, like, uh, it used to be Star Trek, but now it's like I love the Dave Filoni. Um, oh, I'm blanking on his name now. Uh, John Favreau. John Favreau Star Wars. Like it, yep. you know, the the Star Wars sequels were you know a steaming pile of trash. Um, yeah. Again, I mean, but JJ Abrams. You,
0: know, you you watch those mo- those prequel movies and you're like, man, these are awful. But then when you watch the Clone Wars and Rebels, you're like. Well, I don't hate those movies anymore. I never want to watch them again. Yep, but they did a great job of making me not hate them anymore.
2: Well, it's funny because now I'm I'm kind of looking at the prequels like I'm with nostalgia. It's like, man, like why didn't the sequ- why couldn't they make the sequels more like the prequels, which is funny because that's not what we wanted, but no. um but again, you know, kudos to uh Dave Filoni and Favreau because now they're using all these other Star Wars TV shows to help the sequels out, like um, yep. you know, explaining things and why things ended up the way they did, which they shouldn't have to do, but they're really good at it. And nope. and uh, Dave Filoni, like like you said, with the Clone Wars TV show, just fleshed out that whole prequel movies in a in a new way and in a better way that it actually made the movies better. So. I, I, I really don't think they can pull it off with, with the sequels, but we'll see. Uh, you know, kudos to them and, and and the other Star Wars writers. Like, you know, they're doing good things with the comic yeah, books.
0: I, and... we, well, we talked about this before. I was really hoping that they were, at some point, the Mandalorian success was going to be so great that at some point they were just going to say those those sequels are not canon. Yeah. But in that... that bonus the quote-unquote bonus episodes of the boba fett show where we go and meet luke skywalker he's building that temple that we see in the yeah. in the sequel movies so they're obviously are going to connect it all yeah yeah but i was and hoping then, they weren't
2: and then yeah when they went to that cloning facility and like it looked like there yeah. was snoke in that one tank and it's like oh okay. yeah
0: it might have been yeah um which i mean also what was the point of that guy but yeah yeah,
2: yeah, what a waste of a character, because he could have been cool, but anyway. He should
0: have been awesome, yeah. and like, I really thought in that second movie when he got cut in half, I thought, okay, and now he's going to come back to life and laugh at them, and they're going to be fucked, and oh, no, he's just actually dead. Yeah. Oh. Which would well, have been... What the hell been, was the point
2: then? Well, the, the whole point was pushing what's-his-name to the dark side, like he was going to take over. Yeah. And... But then Ugh. but then he has a change of heart in the last movie. I'm like, what? Like the whole point was he was supposed to turn full bad. And now you're trying to yeah. turn him good again? Oh, like, I hated uh, that.
0: Man. And then and then Emperor Palpatine is secretly still yeah. alive with an even bigger army. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Which man.
2: which would have been
0: okay oh. had they actually like
2: built it up to that, not just, oh by the way, I've been here the whole time. It's like, no, you haven't.
0: Yeah, that was terrible. And even like even Billy D Williams coming in couldn't make the movie good. Yeah. I'm just like, oh what a... yeah. Yeah. But anyway, but anyways, the, the Dave Filoni, John Favreau stuff. Those guys are just kicking ass. Yep. Yeah, the Boba Fett show went went awkward, and I I don't think it was part of their original plan. I think it was we had so much fun with our friend Robert Rodriguez that he wanted to do his own show, so we just said sure. Yeah. And it just didn't quite succeed
2: yeah and i and i really and you know the unfortunate thing is like disney does the fortunate slash unfortunate thing is disney owns star wars so like yes we we get the mandalorian and and uh you know star wars rebels and the bad batch you know stuff like that that we really enjoy but then we also get uh you know like honestly boba fett probably would have been an awesome show had they been allowed to do what they wanted to do and that's turned Boba Fett into a gangster, um, which, yeah. which I thought was the point. But I think Disney was like, yeah. "No, no, we can't have
0: no. He's our... got to become a hero. Yeah, he can't kill everyone." And you're just like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> well, and then
2: like what? him him putting an end to the spice trade. I'm like, "But he's taking over Jabba's spot, you know? Like, yeah. that, but they can't what? be seen. You know, it's okay for our You know he, that he's taking money from drugs." It's like, but yeah. that's the care, you know, like that was what Jabba was doing. Like, anyway, but yeah, like yeah. Disney interfered for sure. And and, but,
0: I, uh, and I don't, I think that's part of it. But I think at the end of the day, I think what happened was the Mandalorian was so successful. Yeah. That the people above John and Dave just greenlit everything that came their way. Yeah. And John and Dave were like, hey, we got this other idea. And they're like, yep, here's some money. Go do it. Yep. And I think in hindsight, somebody higher up should have been like, well, you know, this script isn't very good. Uh, come back when you have a good one.
2: Well, and, and like I said, like with the Disney interference, I guarantee you, uh, yeah. and it might be there now, but if you go to the, ga- like, uh, Star Wars, I don't know what they call it, Galaxy Land or whatever, uh, at the yeah. resorts, I'll bet you, like, those those, uh, those hover bikes, you know, that... that awesome hover bike chase scene that we had i guarantee you you go there one day you'll be able to ride one of those in that park that's why that was in that show because that they're 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 gonna have those and same with the rancor like like when he went back to his palace why didn't he take get slave one and take that fly that to the city and and take out you know all these bad guys with a ship but instead, he goes grabs his Rancor and rides it in the town. Because I guarantee you, at that Disneyland theme park, uh, one day you'll be able to ride a Rancor. That'll be a ride.
0: Ugh. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. But ugh.
2: yeah, like I, I guarantee you, those were like okay. He has to ride the Rancor. We have to see these speeder bikes, um, and like that bartender at the at the at yeah. the Jennifer Beals thing there like yeah. that's an actual bartender that's in that uh, uh hotel oh, that they oh, have I see. okay so yeah yeah so they, they took their
0: leftover ideas from Boba Fett they took a bunch of ideas from the Disney theme park yep and then they let Robert Rodriguez run it and he clearly had no idea what to do
2: yeah well, and it's, and, just a
0: whole, it's just a hot mess.
2: Yeah. And like I said, like, hit, like, I'm sure he was like, well, we, you know, we got to have Boba Fett kill and do this and that. And they're like, no, 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 no. You can't do that because this is Disney.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and because it was Robert Rodriguez, not Dave and John, he probably had to cave. And Dave oh, and John yeah. were like, sorry, man, we're too busy with other stuff. We can't really, we can't really do much about this.
2: Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Um, But Anyway. Uh, favorite franchises now, oh, I was gonna say, like, I mean, I, um, you know, like, as, as, I'm a huge fan of, still a huge fan of, uh, Masters of the Universe, Ninja Turtles, all that kind of stuff, Con- I still read yep. comic oh, yeah. books, um, you know, and there's a bunch of other, you know, like, um, Game of Thrones, despite the last two seasons, you know, I'm, I still love those first yep. four seasons, oh, yeah. I love the books, I'm looking forward to the new series coming out, um, I really, I've really gotten into Dune in the last year since since that movie came out. I'm, you know, reading the books, and you know, getting really getting into the world building of uh, this universe, and it's it's amazing. I, I, I can't say enough great things about it. Um, and then you know, a few honorable mentions. You know, the X Files you know I was a fan of the X-Files, Fringe.
0: Oh yeah, the um, X-Files was awesome.
2: You know, J.J. Abrams some of his TV properties like because he, he had a hand in Fringe, Lost. I was a huge fan of yeah, Lost. Yeah, and I,
0: I love Fringe, although I definitely feel that the longer it went on the less good it got, but I still loved Fringe.
2: Oh, I I loved that last season with with the uh, the observers. And the Yeah,
0: know, that that part was cool. Yeah. yeah like I But I, I as was, a whole, like there was a point they did what, 6 seasons? 5 and, and um, Leonard so Nimoy coming three back. And four
2: and, it was cool to see Leonard Nimoy come back, though, at the end of season four. I yep, was like, that "Oh, was that's fun. cool. That's cool."
0: Um, and I mean the the best the best part of the show was um, blanking on his name. The guy who played Denethor. Oh,
2: um, uh, oh, no, I'm blanking on his name. I met him on
0: John, John John Noble. Yeah, John Noble. He was at like. Yes, he was amazing as Denethor in Lord of the Rings. Absolutely, he was. But Fringe, it was like he just owned every frame of the mm-hmm. a scene that he was in.
2: Yeah, when uh, uh, when he plays, oh, what's his character's name again? Doc. Guy, um, uh, oh,
1: it's oh, been a while. Yeah,
2: for I, I'm blanking now, but. You know, because he plays like the goofy version in our universe, and then he's like evil in the in the. Oh, that was universe. awesome! And it's just like night and day. It's like this is the same guy. And then when he has scenes together with himself, like it's absolutely it amazing. Incredible. Yeah, it really is. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, there's so many franchises that I could name off. Like, I love you know, like the boys. Like you said, is come back. Um, yeah, I I did like the first, you know. F- Five seasons of The Walking Dead, then it, it got lawn in the tooth for me, uh, and I and I ju- jumped out of that. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I I I really liked season one of The Walking Dead, but every season after that, I liked it less, and I I don't know where I dropped out, but I dropped out at some point, and I have no desire to go back in.
2: Yeah, I have no desire. Like when when they did the fake out with um with Rick, when oh yeah. he's dying and then he doesn't die, I'm like okay, I'm done. You you guys went too far now, Um, but I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Negan. But again, they they didn't kill him off, and I mean they didn't kill him off in the comic books either. But you know, like they definitely tried to turn him into a good guy. But it's like he literally bashed the guy's head in. Like two guys. Like how how can you?
0: Yeah, Negan is not a good guy.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And yeah, there's so many franchises that I love. Like I love the first two RoboCop movies. Oh um, yeah, man! But one one franchise I'm going to throw out there that I've you know, that I watch religiously, and that and that and there is ups and downs, and that is the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: Oh um, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Those have been pretty, again, ups and downs, yep, yep. peaks and valleys. Yep. Like oh, honestly, man, when they're good, when when they're good and they're firing on all cylinders. Fuck me, they're amazing.
2: Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, I'm a huge Hulk fan, so The Incredible Hulk was a big disappointment for me. Like, I was like, ugh, this is oh, crap. Yeah. But I really like uh, what they're doing with Mark Ruffalo in that character, you know, having him oh, in, man. in the Avengers. Like, you
0: and... remember when the, the first Avengers came up? Mm hmm. And we finally got to see the Hulk as he was supposed to be? Yep. And he was awesome. Yep. Like that first scene when you know with with Black Widow when he's kind of hunting her and he's just fucking tearing everything apart. Yep, he was terrifying. Yep, it was amazing. Yeah. And, and, oh yeah, no, they they got the Hulk right. I I have no complaints about the Hulk. And,
2: and I, well, some people don't like the Professor Hulk, like uh, from Endgame.
0: But I'm okay with. I I, I I I get it. I don't like I don't like Smart Hulk as much as when it was two separate people, but at the same time it's fun to see the character grow and change cuz yeah. otherwise like it's just like with thor the first two thor movies weren't that great and overall the character was getting kind of boring and yeah. then taiki waititi came in and was like okay what does this guy do oh he's really strong and he hits things with his hammer okay well the first thing i'm doing is i'm taking the hammer away there has to be more to this character than just he's really strong and he hits things and not just that's- Trying to do with the Hulk, there has to be more than just yeah. He smashes. And the thing with uh, with Thor
2: and and Taika Waititi is like, Chris Hemsworth is a pretty funny guy, so oh, he really him. he really played into that. Like like let's make Thor you know fun, and
0: and, yep. and they did. Um, and his like his contracts were up, and he he was all set to hang up you know quote unquote hang up the cape right and just yeah. be done with Thor. And then the Taker take with Titi came in, and they had so much fun, and they got to do things and make Thor an actual character, and not just like yep. you know big tough guy who hits things. That he's like, I'm in. I want, it. and he's like, Write me into this movie. Write me into that movie. I'll voice the I'll voice the character in the cartoons. Like I want to do everything because this is so much fun now. Yep. Yeah.
2: No, it, and it's fantastic. And like with the Hulk. The, what people I don't know. People don't realize, or some people don't realize, who aren't fans of the comic book. He does change. Like I mean, he was he was the smart Hulk for about three or four years, and then he went back into being a version of the Hulk that you know, with with Banner and him separate. Um, yeah,
0: I don't I don't think he's gonna stay Smart Hulk forever. No, but I, I really I, don't think so. I think I think we'll get that for a couple more appearances, and then something's gonna happen, and he's not gonna be that anymore. But
2: I'm I'm really fingers crossed. You know, because like I mean, they're talking about who's going to be the next big villain. Like, like um, Gore is supposed to be amazing
0: in the new Thor movie. Yeah, Um, they don't even show him in the trailers, but the 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 new one they did snippets. Well, yeah, and and that was amazing. The the little bits and pieces we've seen suggest it's going to be pretty intense. Yeah, Um, but
2: I'm real fingers crossed. I'm really hoping that they bring the maestro in as a villain. And that oh, yeah. and that's the future version of the Hulk who's the Smart Hulk, but he yes, e- but he's evil. Yeah.
0: Yes. Sorry, it took me a sec to place. Yeah, that would be awesome. And I would
2: love to see Mark Ruffalo play cuz Mark Ruffalo did a series uh in 2020 or 2019 where he played like twins. Yep. And uh oh, I can't remember what's called, but the the one twin like had like mental health issues and so he can really play um Into darkness, yeah. When when needed, like he's not just a lighthearted actor; he can do dark characters. So I'd love to see him as the Maestro, because the Maestro is so evil. Um, he would be make an awesome MCU villain.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: but yeah, no, like like the Avengers.
0: I gotta gotta throw a a caveat though. I really enjoyed the last Spider-Man movie. Yep. But I, I didn't really care much for Shang-Chi, and I mm-hmm. the more I think about it, the less I like Doctor Strange, like the, the new film. Yeah. Um, and as such, I'm not feeling as excited about the Marvel movies right now as I did, say, a year or two ago. Um, will I go see all the different ones that come out? Like, will I de- I'll definitely go see the new Thor movie for sure yep um but like they had a couple like that morbius oh yeah well i don't consider that mcu i didn't didn't it came and went so fast i didn't even hear about it yeah i like nobody in my circle even went and saw it to tell me that it sucked it just i heard nothing yeah it, it
2: i haven't seen it either but my uh the youtuber i trust the critical drinker i trust his reviews and he said it sucked um, but I don't, well,
0: consi- I saw the trailer and the trailer didn't look good. So yeah,
2: I don't consider those MCU, like they're using air Marvel movies. Um, uh, but that's yeah. like the Venom movies. Like yeah, I, right. yeah. You know, if it's a, if it's a
0: hit, you bet, you can bet they'll try to tie it in. But if it's a flop, they can easily just, well, yeah. that
2: was that. Yeah. So the MCU, like Kevin Feige's MCU, that's what I'm yeah. a fan of. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I and I do like some like some of the other adjacent stuff. Like the Daredevil Netflix series I thought was amazing. Oh, I, man, I
0: that I just finished rewatching <laughs> all 3 seasons of that and it just kicks so much ass. Yeah. And and the fr- the, the Defenders stunk. Yeah. And I didn't I just skipped that on my rewatch. But Daredevil itself, man, it was good. Yeah, Daredevil. That, that in in season 2 their take on the Punisher yeah. was everything I always wanted a punisher to be it was incredible yep i i like the Uh, first
2: season of punisher i didn't care so much for the second season uh same with jessica jones like i i really liked the first season with david tennant as uh
0: it was so so hard to watch him be so evil because we're so used to him being the doctor right like
2: honestly he was the most powerful mcu villain like he, he literally could have told Thanos to do anything. Yep. And and he would have done it, right? So he was the most powerful villain. But then when I um, you know, using our, sorry, spoilers for a 6-year-old show, but yeah. when they ki- yeah. when she killed him, <laughs> yeah. it's like now they had that,
0: a chance to watch it.
2: <laughs> yeah, like what's the point? You know, like he you know, he showed up in a flat or uh like as a ghost in one season 2 episode and I didn't even yeah. watch season 3. I was like No, I I tried the first episode. I'm like, nah, no, no, it should have been just one season and then, and then done. Uh, but she did a great job. I really like the
0: actress, Kristen Ritter. Yep. I think she's an amazing actress, but the show didn't, and I don't think the show, I don't think I was the target audience, but the show didn't catch me. And, uh, I did, you know, I watched season one and I thought it was all right. I certainly thought David Tennant was incredible. Yep. Um, and then I watched a bit of season two and I was like, nah, nah this isn't for me.
2: Yeah. Like the, 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 they made the mistake of killing him off. Like they, you know, they needed yeah. him and maybe that was like, cause David Tennant, maybe he was like, I'm only doing one season cause he was doing other yeah. projects at the time. Yeah. Um, so maybe yeah. that's all he
0: would it agree to. Is. So, and I mean, as much as I, some of those other character shows, I didn't care for, I'd still love to see them all. Mm-hmm. show up in the, the cinema, like in the movies.
2: Oh, yeah, like um the guy who played Iron Fist. I didn't like Iron Fist, the show, but he was great. I I thought he was great, a great yeah. Danny Rand.
0: Iron Iron Fist was certainly the worst of them. But, like, Luke Cage was great. Oh, yeah. Like, I'd, love, I'd love to see Jessica Jones and Luke Cage show up in a Marvel movie, even if they're not the main characters. Just have them show up somewhere it would make me so happy. Yeah, Luke Cage, that's who,
2: like, no offense to... To Sam Wilson the Falcon but I wanted Luke Cage to take over as Captain America
0: cuz that made well, more that sense to me. That would have been kick ass. Yeah. I re- I really I I really like Anthony Mackie. Yeah, me too. Yep. But I just don't think it makes any sense to have a Captain America who's not an actual super soldier. Super Yeah. And because Luke- he he's just going to get his ass kicked. By anybody that he comes up against.
2: Yeah. And Luke Cage literally, if I I remember correctly, they were like trying to recreate the Captain America thing. Like, you know, the super soldier. So it's like he, it makes sense that he would be the next Cap. Uh, And he was a great actor, but I don't know, maybe because he moved on to other projects because he was on that show. um, He's been on a couple shows. Yeah. But yeah, he's a great actor too.
0: Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah no. and I don't... Unless, unless they make um, Falcon's character a super soldier, like, unless he gets the serum immediately, I'm just not going to buy it. I'm just gonna like, nah, he's just going to get his ass kicked, and it's going to be uh, the winter soldier, Bucky, who steps in and saves the day every time, and this is going to be lame. Yeah. Yeah. So, I agreed. And, and honestly, they should have just... End, when he became captain it should have been because he got the serum somehow. Yeah. And then, I, if you know, if that season had ended with, like, he they, somehow he got the serum, and now he's Captain America, I'd have been like, all right, cool, I'm in. But I'm like, but he's just a regular dude. Ah, oh, that's just not yeah. going to work. Yeah. Agreed. We'll see. I mean, eventually they'll make another season or a movie, and I'll, I'm sure I'll go see it, and maybe I'll change my mind, but... As it stands right now, I'm kind of like, how's that going to work? Yeah. But,
2: uh, all right, well, let's move on to our next question. Uh, Ragnar, what's your favorite movie?
0: Oh, that's a tough one, man. Um, movies that I've seen the most times... So it's got to be one of those. Would be the Lord of the Rings films, and, mm-hmm. and of the three films, I actually think the first one, the Fellowship, is the best. Even though the second and third movies have more, I don't know, action and excitement to them. Mm-hmm. When I rewatch them, I always think the Fellowship's the best one. Um. Right, so those that's that's got to be a very strong contender. But I really like Aliens, the, the James Cameron directed one. Okay, yeah. Um, I've watched that movie a bajillion times, and I just love it. I love the big Lebowski. Every time I watch that movie, I find something new in it, and and I love that you can make all these different arguments. The movie's about this. The movie's about that, and none of them are wrong. It, yep. You know, like you could you could go into it and be like, oh, it's a movie about bowling. Well, no, you're not wrong. Or you could say it's a heist movie. No, you're not wrong. Like you can make all these different arguments and you're not wrong. Yeah. Um Yeah, those would probably be my picks. It's always hard to pick just one.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, um well for- I also really love the original Star Wars trilogy and I'll Yep. As long as they're not the special editions, I will happily watch those any day, any day, I would I would happily watch those.
2: Yep. Um, well, for me, uh, my absolute favorite movie of all time is Forrest Gump.
0: Um, that's a pretty kick. I was just looking at the DVD on my shelf and going, "Well, you know, Forrest Gump's a pretty good movie."
2: Yeah, like it's it's absolutely my favorite. That, yeah. And I love that going. Movie. Yeah, I and I love going to the Bubba Gump restaurant. I went to one in well, like when we went to Santa Monica. Yeah. I, that was the first time I have ever been there. Now they have one in West Edmonton Mall. Yeah, um, they do. And uh, the one in Santa Monica when we went there, I can't remember what it was for. Like you had to like, the waiter would ask you five questions about Forrest Gump, and if you answered them, we got like a free appetizer or something. I can't remember. Ooh. Uh, and I and I answered them all. That's um, awesome. Yeah, because I, I, I love I love Forrest Gump so much. Um, and then I'd say uh, my second favorite movie would be The Empire Strikes Back. Hell yeah. Um, and then my third favorite movie is a recent addition, and that's Avengers Endgame. Um, that's oh, my, man. My my yeah. fa- my favorite MCU movie. I laughed. I cried. I cheered. Uh, it, so many amazing moments. And then, what got bumped from third place to fourth place was Star Trek: To the Wrath of Khan. Oh yeah. So those are my, I guess, my top four. Um, yeah. But uh, all right, uh, favorite place to vacation. Where Where do you like to go for a, on a vacation, Ragnar? If you If you can go.
0: Well, of the places I have been, it's definitely Las Vegas. Mm hmm. Um, and the reason for that. There's a couple reasons why Vegas, obviously, the last two years I didn't get to go. Yep. But you can do Vegas really cheaply and still have an amazing time. Yep. And the things that make a Vegas experience great for me are not necessarily the things that make it great for other people. So because of my work schedule and doing trade shows and crafting stuff for all the trade shows, the best time for me to go on a vacation is January or February. Mm -hmm. Well, most of North America is no fun to visit in the winter. Like if I'm going on vacation, I want to go somewhere that is not winter where, you know, if I want winter, I'll stay home. Like, yep. It's cold and there's a lot of snow here. So, Yes, Vegas is not, you know, hot and sunny in January or February. It'll be at the absolute hottest, 20 degrees Celsius in the peak of the day, but usually not even that hot. Yep. But compared to Saskatchewan, Mm -hmm. you can wear shorts and a T-shirt and be comfortable and walk around all day, and it's great. Yep. Going there in January or February, it's also not particularly busy, so you don't have to wait in line, and you can go do everything. Yep. And all the things are open, so you get the whole experience without the crowd or the heat. Um, And then, yeah, two people can go to Vegas for for quite cheap, Mm -hmm. and I I love going to see all the shows, like the Cirque du Soleil shows, or I went and saw uh, Penn & Teller, or I saw Blue Man Group. The shows are amazing. Yep. And I love just walking around the strip and seeing the spectacle of everything. Um, the last time I went, which was February of 2020, just before everything changed, Yep, I rented a car and drove around, and we went to the antique mall of America in Las Vegas. And we went to this huge liquor store so I could buy some fancy scotch, and we went to this cigar store that's bigger than my house. And, like, it was awesome. Yep. So Vegas is my, my favorite go-to place in, in terms of practicality. The two places that I really would like to go to, what haven't yet, are Iceland and Australia. Nice. Um, anyone who knows me knows, of course, I'm very <clears throat> big into Vikings and yep. Norse mythology. So Iceland is a very logical destination. It's also... Iceland is a place that – parts of Iceland, there's nowhere else that looks like that. Yep. But Australia is somewhere that I've always wanted to go to because Australia is such a weird place. The climate is so inhospitable and everything in Australia is trying to kill you. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's just, probably because I watched Crocodile Dundee as a kid, I've just always wanted to go to Australia. And anytime I watch a movie that's set in Australia, or a TV show that's set in Australia, I'm just like, fuck, I want to go there so bad. Yep. But I really don't like flying, and I really don't like the heat, and you got to experience a lot of both of those things to get to Australia. So, I'm sure I will go, but I don't think it's in my near future.
2: I used to occasionally podcast with a guy from Australia. Uh, oh, cool! He he used to do a podcast called The Bloke Show, and every time we would podcast, you could always hear the ice in his drink clanging, because it's like you have to put ice in your like because I I I don't really put ice in my drinks unless I'm at a restaurant or something. I don't think of it, but there it's so hot you have to always you know do things like that to keep yourself cool
0: um, oh yeah but the heat there is unbelievable
2: yeah I've always wanted to go to Australia and Iceland too like that those are two places um I've always wanted to go to England and, and Scotland um yeah because you know I'm, I'm part English and Scottish um my great grandma was from Scotland and my great grandpa was from England uh my dad's side on my dad's dad's side um so I, I'd like to go there. Um, also, I'm a big fan of Coronation Street, so I, I'd love to to go there. Um, I love cruises. I've been on one cruise, uh, an Alaska cruise. But I'd love to go somewhere tropical on a cruise or one of them uh, Viking cruises uh, in Europe. Oh, yeah. Um, That'd be awesome. Ri- you know, those riverboat cruises. I, I Yeah, that would be amazing. But, yeah, definitely my go-to place is Vegas. I've been there twice in my life. I want to go more. Um, and had planned on going more, but you know, life and the pandemic and everything kind of put that to a halt, but that's our next trip. Like next time I get on an airplane, it's going to Vegas unless oh, that's I,
0: awesome, unless,
2: unless I want to trip somewhere else, of course. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so I, I would <laughs> yes. also like to go to Australia. Um, but I, I would love to go to New Zealand. Um, oh, yeah. just cause you know, Lord of the Rings, like just, you know, seeing, uh, you know, where they filmed and all that. Like, I just... Lord of the Rings, you know, like the original Lord of the Rings trilogy is um, some of my favorite movies. Like, like you, Ragnar, um I love those movies. But one of the things that's so great about them is just the scenery. You know, like, it's so beautiful. Oh, just um,
0: breathtaking. Yeah. How they, they really brought the world of Middle-Earth to life. Yep. and New Zealand becomes such a character in those movies. Yep. that you know, this is what Rohan looks like, and this is what Gondor looks like, and this is what Mordor looks like. Yep, exactly. And that's why, like those Amazon, that Amazon show is just going to fail so unbelievably hard. Yeah, Ugh. and it's it's going to be like, yeah, we know what we know what Merkwood looks like. This doesn't look like Merkwood. We know what that looks like. This doesn't look like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, we know I'm, what Moria looks like. This isn't Moria. Like, oh, yeah. it's going to be so bad. Yeah, it's too bad because,
2: like, I, I don't, like, I love Amazon for some of their other programming. Like, The Boys is amazing. Um, I'm Well, watching, they've,
0: I, they've done some great shows.
2: Yeah, Bosch is, is amazing.
0: is going to be one of them.
2: But, yeah, yeah, like you said, uh... You know, like, what they did with the Wheel of Time, I was so looking forward to that, and I just could not get into that show. I'm like, I think after episode, halfway up through episode four, I was like, eh, I, I don't care. Like, this, yeah, this, this is not getting my attention.
0: Um, but, uh, you know, get back I to, watched all of it, and I didn't hate it, but I... I've never read the books, but I'm familiar with them from having so many friends who have read them and have mm-hmm. told me all about them. Yep. That just from that, I'm watching it. I'm like, man, this is definitely making people angry. Oh yeah, definitely. They've, they've abbreviated things so much, They've condensed it and shortened it so much. Yeah. Um,
2: um I just wanted to—I re- just wanted to really quickly throw in there. Um, I'd love to go to Hawaii. Um. And oh, yeah. I've always wanted to do an Antarctica cruise.
0: Um, Ooh, Antarctica would be cool.
2: Just just because you know, with uh, with being a Canadian, like uh, you know, I know what winters like here. I just like to see winter somewhere else. Yeah, you know, see what that's like. I know it's probably exactly the same, but I, I and I'd love to see penguins in their natural habitat. You know, like I've see, oh I, yeah, I, I used nice. to see the penguins in West Edmonton Mall, but yeah, it's not yeah, the same. I
0: no, no, it is not. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, no, that, uh, the new Amazon Lord of the Rings show, I I, can, I actually can't wait to watch it just to see how ridiculously bad it's going to be. Because yeah. I think it's going to be kind of like, it's going to be like comparing Star Trek Deep Space Nine to Star Trek Discovery. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like that. Comparing the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings films yeah. Yeah. to the Amazon ones is going to be like, Oh, this is bad. Like, I I get what you were going for, but this is bad. Yeah, exactly. I think it's going to be just like that.
2: Um, all right. Do you have do you have a geek story you would want to share involving you?
0: Oh, I nothing comes to mind, but I'm sure I'm sure I have a billion geeky stories. Um, um
2: uh, what? Well, that April O'Neill story. For the you know we, we alluded to it, but for anyone who didn't hear that episode, uh, what, oh, okay. what, what's the sure. story behind that one?
0: Okay, so i I make my living by selling primarily at comic cons. So although I do sell at music festivals and craft shows and other things, mm-hmm. and of course I have an online store. But the the bulk of my business is selling at comic cons. So I was in Hamilton, Ontario, at their Comic Con, and one of the guests was Judith Hoag, who played April O'Neill in the first, only in the first movie. And I left my booth on the Sunday afternoon. It wasn't very busy, and I I was by myself. And I went down to the autograph area, and I you know got in line, and I got an autograph, and she was not busy but there wasn't too many people in line for her and we chatted for quite a while and she was really nice and and she asked she could see my vendor badge and she was asking about what i make and sell and all that so when i went back to my booth i grabbed a horn comb and i went back to her and presented Mm -hmm. it to her yeah it's a little like you know hey this is what i make and this is for you and she was just over the moon with it and uh she, she signed my autograph. So I, I guess the first time I went, I didn't have a comb for her. I must have just chatted to her. So, because um, she signed my autograph, like, you know, To Chris, with love, from Judith Hogue, thanks for the amazing comb. You're so awesome. Like It's yes. like this whole paragraph of signatures. Yeah. Um, And she said to me, after we'd been chatting for a while, you know, it's a shame that you came to see me today and not yesterday. And I was thinking like, oh, why is that? Thinking in my head, like, well, what the heck happened yesterday? Was she in like, was she dressed up as April O'Neil? Like, was she in the screen worn costume or something? Yeah. But no, she said, because I'm really enjoying chatting with you. And if I didn't immediately have to leave this show and get on a plane and fly home, I'd ask you out to dinner. Nice. And I don't know if she was sincere about just she was enjoying my conversation or if she was hitting on me or what, but I was just, you know, over the moon, overjoyed. Yep. And I was I was dating a girl at the time who she's now my best friend. We, we're very much like Jerry and Elaine. We did not work as a couple, but we're amazing friends. Yep. And so I, you know, as soon as I got back to my booth, I messaged her and told her about it. <clears throat> And she's like, man, if that ever happens, you go for it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. So, like I said, I don't know if she'll remember me when I get to Regina and if we'll have that same interaction or chemistry. And I don't really care. I'm not, I'm not going to go up to her table to get another autograph or a picture or whatever with that in mind. Um, but I am going to definitely go chat with her again. And, uh, I'll let you know if if she remembers me or anything like that. And I, of course, will make sure to go talk to her on the first day, not the second day this time. Yeah. You should just walk up to her that first
2: day and be like, is that dinner invitation still open? (laughs) Um, Uh,
0: so yeah, like, yeah,
2: like I, I got a lot of geek stories that I've shared over the years. Um, you know, I've, I've met a lot of, you know, going to conventions and stuff, you know, like meeting Patrick Stewart, meeting William Shatner, you know, the oh, cast, of yeah. TNG, uh, you know, different Star Trek actors and so on and so forth. Um, but the, a geek story that involved me that, I uh, you know, happened about 10 years ago, it was at my buddy's wedding, uh, which literally is like a 20, it was at a, a hall called Summerdale Hall, which is like a... 15 minute drive west of, of here. Okay. And anyway, I went to my buddy's wedding and then, you know, I was there for the day and you know the dance had started and you know I was I was pretty drunk at this point, right? And okay, I should I should back up and say, like growing up in the nineties, um, there used to be a show on C B C called North of Sixty. And uh, it was a show that was filmed in Alberta. It was a show, uh, you know, about a, a small town in the Northwest Territories. Um, you know, a lot of native actors were on there. Uh, my, you know, it was a, it was a show I used to watch with my mom and dad and my sister, and and we all loved it. So anyway, I'm at my buddy's wedding. This is I don't know, like probably eleven o'clock at night. You know, I'm, you know, getting drunk and and uh, we were all kind of hanging around outside. And I went inside to, to go to the bar to get another drink or whatever. And then I heard this, you know, this conversation kind of behind me about, you know, you were on TV, you know, you're, you TV and and there's a character on earth of 60, his name was TV. Um, uh, it was short for Trevor. His name was Trevor Tenya He was, he was um, portrayed by a a Canadian actor named Dakota House, um, you uh, know just and i don't know just caught my attention i turned around and he's literally sitting there at this table by wow. the bar at my buddy's wedding he 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 was the the date of one of the bridesmaids wow and i didn't realize apparently he'd been there all day and i just i didn't notice and I was like oh my god and I, of course you know you know being drunk i i went up to him i like i'm a huge fan of north of 60 and oh you know he was super nice and then i i, I didn't even like, go back to the bar or anything. I ran outside, because my sister was there, too. I said, Brianna, TV, get in here. And, and she was like, what's he talking about? And her, <laughs> apparently her, she was thinking, oh, there must be a guy that looks like TV from North 60. And then she went in there, and, like, she was just, like, blown away. She was like, oh, my God. I thought you were just being a drunk idiot, but this really is TV. Um. So, yeah, like... Uh, it, you know, like, I was I was totally fanboying, got my picture taken with him. I wanted to buy him a beer, but he doesn't drink anymore. Uh, so he's like, oh, no, I don't drink, thank you, anyway. And I was like, oh, I just want to have a drink with you, man. You know, like, um, just being an idiot. Um, but he was cool. He was nice about it. I, I called my mom, because um, she was at home. And, uh, you know, I explained to her what was going on. So I got, I got him to talk to my mom. You know, this is like one in the morning or something. Um, so he talked to my mom on the phone, and then I called my dad and explained to him who who I was meeting, and then got him to talk to my dad. Like, he was super nice. He was a super chill guy, um, really friendly. Um, got, you know, like I said, got my picture taken with him. And, yeah, it was just an awesome celebrity moment that, uh, you know, you know and it, and it happened you know like you would expect you know you'd run into a celebrity at a convention or something but at my buddy's wedding you know like it was, yeah
0: that's definitely not where you'd expect to and that's what makes it even more exciting right yeah
2: yeah yeah and so, like i said super nice guy and 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 he talked with my mom and, and yeah it was fantastic um all right so my next question uh
0: what what are your pet peeves ragnar Cool. Oh, well, I I I have many. <laughs> um, I don't I don't like it when people are really arrogant. Yeah. I find arrogance annoying. Um. Sometimes when you go and you meet a celebrity, they they're really and they act really entitled and arrogant, mm-hmm. and I find that to be a real turn off and it, it kind of lessens the excitement of meeting them. Um, and I, I, I like it when people are kind and friendly and at least try to be considerate of others. Yes. I think that if everyone in our world tried to be more considerate of others, we would live in such a better place. Yep. And I've I really noticed... During and since the pandemic, a lot of people seem angrier and ruder and less considerate to each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a real shame because that's not going to make our world a better place. And I am not by any means perfect. I am often grumpy. I'm sure I'm rude all the time. But I try not to be. And I think if we all just tried a little harder to be nicer to each other, we could live in such a nicer world.
2: Yeah. A hundred percent agree. Um, that I shared that with you. Um, yeah, there's so many people that I think I've unfriended or blocked during the pandemic because I, you know, like it was just the negativity and the, you know, um, and just, I, I think, uh, what, what, common sense seems to have has disappeared in a lot of ways. And, in, in, you know, not just, you know, with people, but, like, in politics, you know, like, I'm not hugely political, but it's like, you know, lately I've kind of got a little political because I think common sense has gone out the window.
0: Oh, um, it's completely gone.
2: with With politics, you know, like... I, I would love to be able to change the way things happen. Like, just the, you know, like, for example, example, like, in the House of Commons, you know, when someone's speaking and people are, like, shouting and and Oh, I hate that.
0: It's like, shut it, up. It like, doesn't, like, yeah. It doesn't make me like one side or the other more. It makes me hate both of them. Yeah, like, listen to, listen to the what they have to say. Listen, let, them, let them finish what they're saying and then you get a chance to rebut it. Yeah, like. I'm trying to talk over them and everybody shouting it just makes it seem like a bunch of teenagers. Like it's so yeah. amateur and professional.
2: And and I think that for me, that's a huge pet peeve. Not just like in politics, but in real life. And and like like you're saying, like we've seen that a lot during during this time. Um. So yeah, that's a huge pet peeve for me. Um. And and uh, uh, racism uh, is a huge pet yeah. peeve, and it always has been. Like I've never indulged you know, people that are racist, but
0: no, No, um, I got no, I got no time for that.
2: Yeah. It's like, we're, I don't know. I think, um, you know, with me, uh, being part native, uh, I've, you know, like I, I don't see, I see people as people, you know, I don't, I don't judge people by the color of their skin or, or, you know, or whatever, like their, their status in life. You know, if you're a good person and you treat me good and you're doing good things, you know, like, that's, you know, you're good in my books. Um, and I just think we need a little bit more of that in, in this world. Um, but, yeah, you know, racism, I just,
0: uh, I, I got no patience for it. No. Uh, and I, I think that hating some hating somebody on principle because they're different is just so stupid. Yeah, or or just I, I just don't you know. Well, we hate that we hate that guy because his skin is a different color. Well, that's stupid. Like, yeah, it just it just boggles my mind that that's how how like the level people sink to is just it's ridiculous.
2: But but then you also get like now yeah. like like the almost opposite of the spectrum, and that is where you get uh, uh, what we're getting nowadays, where. What they, they call it the message, you know, where, um, you know, everyone has, you know, like, be represented. Like, one of the things that is driving me nuts about, you know, the the Amazon Lord of the Rings TV show is, oh, we have to have representation.
0: Of yeah, and I'm, it's like, I'm struggling with that myself. It's like, yeah. you know, it, it isn't
2: racist in my mind to say, no, like, you don't need representation in that story because that's not the story. Um, you know, like the Lord of the Rings, uh, world is very much based on Tolkien's experiences as a white guy, you know, living in, yeah, a lot of it
0: is pulled from Anglo-Saxon and Norse mythology. Yeah, exactly. So, you
2: know, you're not going to see, uh, gay characters in his, uh, works. You're not going to see, you know, uh, you know, black hobbits or black dwarves, and it's not racist to say yeah. see that you can't have them but in that store in that context they're not there um but yeah i'm,
0: but, I'm finding that that kind of strange myself yeah, although my objection to the 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 black dwarf lady i got i don't really have an issue with saying that there's black doors and white doors i don't care why the fuck doesn't she have a beard? Yeah, I was going to say, it's the beard that's the issue. Like cause... If she had a great big black beard that was like braided cool and, and somehow looked feminine and had jewelry in it, I'd be like, all right, I'm into this. But, but I I'm mean, like, um... right off the hop, it's weird that you made her black, and it's even weirder that you made her hairless, like beardless. Yeah. Um... I'm like, that's just... Ah, oh, why? Because yeah, it's
2: established that some dwarf women—you can't even tell the difference between them and a man. Yeah, so that's, what, that's how it was presented to me. So. Yeah. So I mean, it's yeah, it's not racist to say, but I mean, but then, yeah. but then they say, well, if you don't have it, you you know, that's just racism. It's like, no, that's not true at all. Like,
0: no, it, no, it, I don't, I don't really care that they cast a black actress for this character that isn't in the books. I'm more just puzzled that they chose to have a dwarf lady who looks not like a dwarf lady. Yeah. And
2: that's where I give like kudos to like um like Game of Thrones for example, like you don't see black people in the north and it's not racism to say to say, you know, there's you know, it's just there's no black people there because in Westeros like in North America you know, unfortunately, a lot of black people came to North America because of the slave trade, you know, back yeah. in the day. In Westeros, it was illegal to, to trade in slaves. So there was no black people brought to Westeros. Uh, so it makes sense that there's no, you know, no one in the North, especially when the North, you know, like, they yeah. kind of kept to themselves. They didn't, you know, intermix, even with the people in the, you know, in the other kingdoms. Um, yeah. So... You know, like it's just true to that, you know. But nowadays, like if if if, uh, Game of Thrones was made today uh, for the season one, like you guaranteed someone in House Stark would be African American, and it's like, and I mean, like they're kind of doing that with um, with new series because one of the character or one of the characters from or one of the families from um, Essos. Is uh, like like a cousin of the Targaryens or something, but they're being portrayed by African American actors with white mm. hair, which I guess is
1: okay.
2: you know okay. I guess yeah, I guess like because in the book they don't really you know they. I mean they already deviated, I guess, from the books because technically the Targaryens are supposed to have purple eyes,
0: like like yeah. Uh, but they don't in the yeah right off the hop they they drop that that ball yeah but so... I mean in the in the Game of Thrones books and in the world that George R R Martin has created there are black people there oh, yeah. are other yep. races yep they're just not living in the in kingdom Westbrook. like the Northern Kingdom yeah but when you go to King's Landing there would be black people there Yep. and, and, and it's uh, a major trading center yep
2: and and, uh, and, and there are plenty and... of
0: characters in the books that are that are clearly supposed to be a different race. Yep. Just, yeah. Yeah. I just, I, yeah. you know, the sake of, of, you know. like, whereas the, to- the Tolkien works and I'm not a Tolkien scholar. I have not read all of his works, but the works I have read, they don't, they don't, I don't think they really specify what anybody's skin color is, but they don't give you the sense that there's people that are different colors of skin. Yeah.
2: And and the thing and it,
0: it's it's very clearly supposed to be like an allegory for nineteen twenties or thirties British culture.
2: Yeah, and and the thing is, like, I just find nowadays, like, it's like we have to be hit over the head with with these social messages. Um, you know, like on Star Trek Discovery, oh, they, they have a new character, like, it's a new- like
0: they're so like, look at us, we're woke, we're woke, look at yeah. us, and it's like, well, you know, Deep Space Nine tackled racism. Yeah. And they did a great job of it.
2: Yeah, and they and didn't, didn't hit you over the head with
0: stop it. Stop and point at themselves and tell you how great a job they did.
2: And it's funny because um, I, when I was watching the documentary, um, Deep Space Nine documentary, and Iris Stephen Bear was talking about um, one of the magazines, uh, People or, or Entertainment Weekly or whatever, did a story about, like, you know, black. Uh, series in the 90s so yeah you, you know like the cosby show family matters fresh prints stuff like that and and iris steven bear was like i don't know why they didn't mention deep space nine you know like we have yeah you know a, a black captain who's a father and he has a son and he ends up getting married to a, a black woman wharf's a black man um yeah. you know like like They they had you know representation on Deep Space Nine, and watching Deep Space Nine, I never like I honestly never really occurred to me. I never thought of it you know using air quotes as a black you know black show, but I guess you know it was no no, I did in in a way because you know like it it was the
0: first African American captain, yeah, Um, and and that's a big moment. But but for me, I didn't like as especially watching it as a kid. I didn't care that Captain Cisco was black. Yeah, me. Either. And of course, he wasn't even a captain at the beginning; he was just a commander. Yeah. But yeah, I, like, I didn't. I didn't. It, that didn't make me like him or dislike him. I, it didn't even register to me that it it was worth noting that he was black. I was just like, I like him because he's kick ass. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like I like him because he's yeah, he's and, he's. I like the character, and I like how the actor portrays the character. And the fact that he's a different race than me doesn't influence my opinion on that.
2: Exactly. Like, it shouldn't matter. Um, But it seems like with modern Star Trek, it's like, well, look, we got Michael Burnham. You know, she's a strong female character. It's like, yeah, Star Trek's had lots of strong female characters. Look at Captain Janeway. Yeah. Look at Major Kira. Like, you're not breaking any, you know, like, you're not... Uh, re, you know, reinventing the wheel here. Like this has already been no, done. No, no. Well, she's yeah. the first African American female captain. I'm like, no. Like, there's the captain from Star Trek
0: Four. You know, the what, captain, And what about Cassidy Yates? Yeah, she was a captain. Yeah, she wasn't a starship captain, but she was a captain. And she was a strong but female she wasn't a character. Federation captain. But she she yeah. commanded a ship. Yeah, Captain Cassidy Yates. Like I just, it just you drives to become the doctor on the Orville. <laughs> yeah. it just drives
2: me nuts that you know they, you know, like oh we're ma- you know we're breaking all these barriers. It's like no, you're not. They were already broken. No, Nichelle no. Nichols broke them back in in the 1960s. Yeah. Like stop think you know stop patting yourself on the back thinking you're special. Like I just
0: ugh. And that's what I don't like. Like it's okay to present a message. Yeah. Star Trek has been doing that for a very long time. But the way they're doing it in the new ones is just, like you've been saying, they just beat you over the head with it. And it takes takes all the joy out of the, the, well, the and, thing.
2: And, and I mean, I really think it's a, a, uh, attributed to the, the society we live in now. Because, for example, uh, you know, like I know in s- like schools, like you can't fail a kid anymore uh you you know they have yeah, right. you know like you can't give them a zero like there was a teacher i think it was in Edmonton he got fired for giving uh one of his students a zero and it's like well he didn't do the work he didn't do the test like you're supposed to pass this kid when he doesn't do anything like you know like we live in a world now where you know if your team loses you still get a medal it's like no
0: like yeah that's ridiculous
2: you know like you you don't get a partic- participation medal you know, oh, it's got to be the same as the winner, winning medals because then they'll feel bad if it's not the same. It's like, no, they. the whole point is, you know, the winners are supposed to be awarded. Like, that. you know, like when, when everyone gets a particip- participation award, you know, I think we lose something. I, you know, and I, I really think that's what's happening now because now we're getting these, you know, kids growing up to taking over these shows Well, we got to, you know, take off this box. We got to have this box. You know, like, you know, and it's enough. Yeah. You know, like, you don't need to hit people over the head with it. Like, sexual orientation was never a big deal, you know. And it shouldn't be in a Star Trek series. You know, the characters are who they are.
0: No. No, I think it's perfectly fine to have gay people and bi people or whatever. Just don't make it. Don't make that character. That's their whole identity. Yeah, exactly. Just be like, oh, by the way, you know, oh, and there's such and such, and his husband. Okay, cool. And just don't make it a big deal, and then it doesn't matter. Yeah, like I know and then we could all feel like and in it, the future things are progressed, and it doesn't matter. But and sometimes the way like, they fixate on it, like oh. Uh,
2: sometimes it royally backfires. Like in Star Trek Beyond, uh, they had Sulu, you know, meet his husband, right? on the York yeah. town, and, and whatever, well, now Sulu's a gay character, and the, and they reached out to George Takai, and they're, oh, we're doing this, you know, Sulu's gay, and he's like, no, he's not, and George Takai said, like, I'm gay, but Sulu's not gay, like, you know,
1: yeah.
0: I talked to with... him. like, I know this was, I know you were doing this as a tribute to me, but you've altered the character that I am famous for playing by yeah. doing
2: it. Yeah, because he said, like, him and Gene Roddenberry talked, like, Sulu had a wife uh or would have had a wife and they had a daughter and you know like and who we saw in star trek generations she wasn't adopted that was his biological daughter like from a wife um and like george takai said like i don't like the fact that you changed the character for me like i you know that's not who the character was yeah so so anyway that's you know stuff like that's you know a pet peeve for me. Like I, you know, I'm all, I'm all for representation. I got, you know, but just don't beat people over the head with it. Um,
0: cast, cast somebody in the role based on their skills as an actor and not on what race they are. Yep. Um, at least if I was casting for a show, that's how I would try to do it. Exactly. Yep. You know, all right. So, Uh, The last
2: question I'm going to have for you, and then we're going to do some flash questions. So, uh, like, for the flash questions, I'm just going to quickly ask what you... you, I'll give you two options, and you have to pick one. Okay. Uh, But before we get to that, lastly, your most treasured item in your geek collection. What is your most treasured
0: item? Ooh. Well, I have some pretty great autographs that I treasure a lot. Yep. And I have some Mandalorian action figures that I treasure a lot because they helped get me through the, the dark parts of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yep. But probably, oh, probably my top pick would be my Godzilla toy that I was gifted as a kid from my grandma who brought it back from Florida because you couldn't get these in Canada at oh. that time. Cool. And it's about... 15 or 16 inches tall, so it's fairly big, and it is definitely like the classic Godzilla with the big spikes on his back. And I, I of course, used him as a Godzilla toy, and I mentioned earlier I I used to make little stop-motion movies with him. I also, when I would play Jurassic Park, he would double as the T-Rex, because I didn't have a T-Rex toy. Nice. And I still have him, and... He's sitting on top of one of my speakers with my record collection. And yeah. Yeah, I think I think that would probably be my pick. But the runner up would be the Star Trek Comb badge that I picked up from the Vulcan Museum.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: The Star Trek Museum or yeah. no, the Star Trek Museum in Vulcan, Alberta. Because the I was friends with the guys who used to run Vulcan. Well I'm still friends with them. Yep. And it is an exact replica of the screen-worn ones from Deep Space Nine and Voyager. It is cast from the same molds and made of the same plastic that the ones in that show were. Cool. And it is even painted with the same brand and colors of paint only thing that is different is that it has a magnet on the back, whereas the ones in the show had Velcro. Okay. And that is the only difference between the one that I have and the one, a screen-worn one from the show, is that they were just, they had a piece of Velcro on it, and that's how they stuck it onto the shirts, whereas this one has a magnet. And it wasn't expensive. It was like 20 or $25, and I never wear it. I'm way like the magnet is very strong, but I'm way too paranoid about losing it. So it just sits on my shelf, but it's knowing, knowing how the lengths that they went to, to get this item and they like, it is not a bootleg. It is. They Mm -hmm. got permission from CBS to produce this thing. Like the, the deep, the lengths that they went to and the detail they put into this thing is what makes it so impressive for me because yep. you could very easily especially in today's world with 3D printers mm-hmm. you could very easily make one and just paint it similar colors and nobody would really know yeah <laughs> but they went they went so far down the rabbit hole of getting it right that I just love it excellent so those would be my, my top two geeky collectibles anyways
2: yeah, for me, um, yeah, definitely, uh, like, I, I started putting all my, my autographs and my photo ops into a binder. Um, so I, that binder, you know, like, a lot of memories there. Uh, you know, I got to meet a lot of, you know, uh, of the stars and, you know, from different franchises. So that that's probably my uh, most treasured item. And then I'd say probably uh, I got two runners-up uh one would be uh the playmates um star trek the next generation enterprise like i remember my mom buying that for me uh, i still have it it still works like it make you know that's awesome yeah the warp nacelles light up uh, it makes you know you can make a full ton torpedo sound or a going to warp sound or a phaser sound um and aside from that probably my castle Grayskull. because uh, originally my mom bought me a Castle Grayskull, uh from Masters That's of the awesome. Universe like, back. I want to say it was like 86 yes. or whatever. But at some point, I lost the, f- the front part of it uh, oh, yeah. over the years. So I only had the back part. And I'm like, oh, man, this sucks. So when I went to uh, Calgary Comic Con in 2011, I seen one at a booth, a used one, which looked exactly like my old one. Uh, but they were selling cool. it. They were selling it for eighty bucks, and I'm like, oh, yeah. that, that's a little too much for me, you know. So I, I just, I admired it, and then I moved on. And then Sunday morning, I remember walking past that booth again, and it was still there, but they knocked it down to forty bucks. Whoa! And even then, I was like, you know, I was like, eh, you know, do I really need it? No. You know, I was kind of. I, I think I was. At that point, I was kind of you know tapped out for funds or whatever, so I didn't think yeah, anything yeah. of it. So then, at the end of the day, the end of Sunday, like we're literally walking out, and I we walk past this booth again, and he and now the the guys put up a sign that says everything fifty percent off. So, so that's I, only twenty dollars. Yeah, so I literally I went up there and I'm like, so you're telling me that that castle Grayskull you got marked for forty bucks is actually twenty? And he and he, he, I I I, kind of looked at me and looked at it, and he's like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Sold!" I get, I slapped down a twenty, and and I, you know, I got my Castle Grace call back. Um, but yeah, that, that's the that's the the trick with con with cons is, wait till Sunday. Like, unless it's something that you're absolutely worried is going to be sold out, get it right away. But if it's something that you can wait on. It's best to wait till the end of, end of the con because, you know, a lot of vendors just want to, you know, they don't want to pack everything up again. They want to, you know, lighten their load. Uh, so you can get some good deals at, at the end
0: of a con. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. So let's move That's on. Awesome. Let's move on to I, the Flash questions. As, oh, as I, a kid, I had Snake Mountain. Oh, I... kid, I had Snake Mountain... Which, which we bought at a garage sale. Yeah. Um, and it was awesome. It had all the parts. It was sweet. Um, but, yeah, Castle Grayskull would have been pretty kick-ass.
2: I also had a Snake Mountain when I was a kid, which I also lost along the way. And then I picked that up in, when was that? No, I guess it would have been 2011. I picked Snake Mountain up as well. Um, cool. Cool. So, yeah, like, yeah, worked worked out well. I actually, I think I picked up the Snake Mountain first, and then I got the Castle call on my way out. So it was like a yeah. double whammy. That's awesome. All right, so f- for the flash questions, uh, I'll give you two choices, You and try and be as, the first thing that comes to your mind, that's what you pick. Okay. All right? Coke or Pepsi? Oh, Coke for sure. Yeah, agreed. Um, I, you know, cause I'm, I, I'm cutting out sugar. So I've been drinking, uh, diet Coke, but I really like Coke zero. Uh, oh, I think, yeah. I think yeah. they really did a good job with that. Um, all
0: right. Star Trek or star Wars. Oh, that's, see, that's a tough one. Cause I like both. I'm, I'm bi-spatial. I like, both of them. <laughs> uh, um, I like that. Bi-spatial. But I'm going to go with star Trek. If I, if I could only watch one. Yeah. But, man, that's a tough one because they're both great. I think that Star Trek edges it out slightly more because there is more to Star Trek than just action. Yeah. And it, and if you take all the action out of Star Wars, there's not much there. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm also going with Star Trek. But I like the,
2: the bispatial thing. That works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So next one, Doctor Who or Doctor Strange?
0: I'm going to go with Doctor Who. I do really like Doctor Strange, but especially the, the David Tennant and the Matt Smith era of yes. Doctor Who, yep. that is some of the best written and acted sci-fi out there. The, the special effects budget is not still kind of lacking, mm-hmm. but the writing and the acting is some of the best in the science fiction genre.
2: Well, even even with the special effects, like I appreciate what they were going for. You know, yeah. it, it it's one of those things like it may might not be top notch in certain spots, but at least they were trying, and I yeah, and yeah, I they appreciate that. With yeah, with what they had. Yeah, I also agree. Doctor Who for me. Um, all right, next one: Batman or Superman?
0: Oh, I like Batman way more. Batman yeah. is like dark and moody. And other than being super rich, there's no reason why I couldn't become Batman. Mm-hmm. Superman's an alien. Well, I'm not an alien. Yep. Yeah, and and the
2: thing with Superman, which always kind of gets me, is um, it's a, it's an outdated concept. Uh, yeah. The fact that, you know, this guy would pretend to be a news reporter, or is a news reporter. And it's like, you know, if you have that power of Superman, you, like, really... It's your. It's kind of your duty to like, kind of be out there all the time. Like, there's so yeah. much. There's so much you could do.
0: Um, you I know. I also really dislike characters. Superman is one. Um, Captain Marvel's another one. I, I dislike the characters that are basically invulnerable. Yeah. Yes, Superman is vulnerable to kryptonite. But basically, other than that. He's invulnerable, the, and I just find that makes it kind of lame storytelling. I, because it's like, oh, you can nuke him and he's fine, and you yeah. can shoot him and he's fine, and you can set him on fire and he's fine. It just doesn't make him very interesting. I agree, but the nice thing, now on the, the, a villain, the nice byproduct makes yeah villain really scary. I was going to say a hero, that kind of like meh. I was
2: going to say the byproduct of that is you get a villain like Lex Luthor, who is one of the greatest villains ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he has to be, you know, he doesn't have the power, so he has to be smarter than Superman.
0: Yeah, he has to fight Superman with a different, he has to fight him in a different manner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. But I ultimately ultimately think that any real Superman would always turn evil. And they, they do a great job of that in The Boys, right? With, you know, the guy who looks like Superman, and he's blonde, and he's perfect, and then Homelander, of course, and then it turns out he's just a fucking psychopath, a narcissistic psychopath with mommy issues. Yep. But I think that that's what Superman would be. He would just become evil, because it would just be like, eh, nobody hears a threat to me, and they just don't matter after a while.
2: Well, and... Um, Homelander, like, cause the way he was raised was a little bit different, but, um, there's oh, a, yeah. there's a comic book series called irredeemable, which is amazing. Yeah. There's a, there's a character called the plutonian who's basically Superman. Like he crashed, you know, like same thing. Like, you know, like he was the last survivor of, plant, of his planet. He was raised by a normal family. But the problem is because he was super powered, even as a kid, like, you know, like most kids when they're kids don't know their own strength. Right. Um, yeah so like the plutonian growing up like he had like a little brother uh who was the who was you know the natural kid of the of his parents and he was just playing with his little brother one time and he and he shook him and then he ended up like being like mentally handicapped afterwards because Oof. he was a super powered kid who you know normally when you shake your brother it doesn't do brain damage right but because he's a right. superpowers powers he does and because you know he's got super hearing like the, you know, he did this rescue at this ball football game or ball game or something. And, you know, and the crowd's cheering, but he can also hear everyone making fun of him too, you know, because he's got the super hearing. So eventually like it drives the, you know, he ends up going insane and decides, you know what, you guys all talk shit about me. I'm just going to take over the planet now. And because he's so powerful, like, you know, their version of the justice league can't do anything like they, you know, like basically they're on the run because he's hunting them down and killing them. Um, it, it's an amazing comic book series, but I think that is more realistic take on Superman. Um, yep. it was written by Mark Wade and actually, cause now they, they have the, 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 that injustice video game and injustice comic books and stuff. Yeah. Originally he proposed irredeemable as a Superman story to DC, but they refused oh. to do it. They refused to do it because they didn't want Superman, you know, it was going to be like an Elseworld story. Um, so, yeah. So it, would be, it wouldn't be continuity. But they were worried that people would see, you know, seeing Superman killing people and stuff would would be detrimental to their product. So they refused. Yeah. But then with, with Irredeemable being such a success in its own right, that's when they did injustice over uh. at DC where Superman becomes, you know, t- decides to take over the world. So, yeah. Mm. It a great, great series. Okay, so the last Flash question I have for you, and I think I already know the answer to this, but Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings?
0: Oh, I'm going to go with Lord of the Rings, but boy, I sure did love Game of Thrones for a long time. Yeah. I, uh, I You know, I've read the books. Obviously, the book series is not completed and may never be. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and I, I quite love the show. Up until a certain point, and then I absolutely despised the show. Yeah. Now, with Lord of the Rings, I I read the books, and and I loved them, and I loved the films. Yes, they changed things. There's things I don't agree with. There's things I would do differently. But as a whole, they were incredible. And then, you know, but then Peter Jackson later on ended up making the Hobbit movies, and those sure fucking sucked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah originally when when they said it was gonna be like two movies i'm like really it was gonna two movies two movies i'm like well two movies will make sense but it doesn't need to be two. Yeah. but yeah but two movies you could okay you can this means you get to do everything you want and you don't have to worry about yeah. time yeah and you don't have to make a four-hour movie that that's hard to sit through you could do it in two two-hour chunks okay yeah but then when it turned into three movies, and they're each three hours long, it was just like, this is ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it, it was a little too much. Oh and
0: then it just got, oh, what a terrible, what a terrible, terrible way that those movies turned out to be.
2: Yeah, and it's such a shame, because like, yeah, that original trilogy, I don't know how many times I've, it's been a few years since I've done a rewatch. But I mean, it, yeah. for for, I want to say like the first... You know, five or six years after, it was like an annual thing for me to do a rewatch.
1: Oh yeah, but now oh, there's
2: yeah. so, there's yeah. so much to out there that I haven't had a time. But it's one of those things that's oh. on my to do list to go back
0: and rewatch. Oh, that's those okay. Movies. The longer you wait, the more enjoyment you'll get when you rewatch them.
2: And and those movies were were an they, awesome they still... um, uh, thing where they did the extended editions. I won't even watch. Yeah. I won't even watch the theatricals now no. anymore. No, I, 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 I love the extended. Watching...
0: I was somewhere – I think I was in a hotel room or something. I might have been on a plane, and it was the theatrical version came on, and I'm watching, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? This is all wrong. Yeah. Oh, right. This is how it originally was. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Because I – Because really, the theatrical cuts, I only would have seen them in theaters. Probably Mm -hmm. the first one, Fellowship, I probably had the DVD – but by the time The Two Towers came out on DVD, they were doing the extended editions. Yep. And so, I, yeah, watching the theatrical ones is super weird now. Yep. Yeah, the, and,
2: and I mean, like, it's almost the opposite of, like, what George Lucas said with the special edition, where it's like, I want the originals. Um, yeah. But well, this one, I don't want the originals, because, you know, there was so much he had to cut. And, and that,
0: all that's different is the extended edition is the movie he wanted to make. Yes, and the theatrical one is where he they had to cut stuff out because they were too long. Yeah. So it's like that. The extended editions is is okay. We've edited the film. This is it. Oh fuck! Now we got to trim out <clears throat> half hour forty five minutes because it's just way too long for a modern audience. Yeah. 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 So no, whereas, like George Lucas said. When he did this special edition, well, this is the the version I always wanted, but I don't know. I don't know if we really believe him or not. Well, I can see
2: that because, like, he, he was really limited by the technology of the time.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, there's things that he couldn't do that he wanted to, for sure. Yeah.
2: So, and then when he got the chance to do it, like, he just definitely went overboard. Because
0: um, like, well, It's not, not even just like, okay, you wanted to make Cloud City have buildings in the clouds. Okay, that's fine. Cool. That's neat. You can do that now, but it's like it's changing things. Like, oh no, Han Solo shot shot second. He didn't shoot first, and you're like, why would you change that? Yeah, it it honestly it's those almost, are those are the things that I hate about the special editions. Like, well, I, did we need more musical numbers? Fuck no. Do Jabba the Hutt need to walk? Fuck no. But those things don't ruin the film. No, no, no. It's when you start changing characters. Yeah, and I, I
2: edited. I was, thinking, I was what thinking I was thinking more hell? um the prequels, like when he was doing the prequels because Oh, um, oh yeah. I just yeah. at times you know, like it was like you guys are filming way too much against the green screen. Like I Whoa. understand like it's cool that you could show all these different alien worlds, but I it
0: just we don't it kind of takes you out of it a little bit. Oh it's it sure did. But oh, um those prequels like there are things about them that are great. Mm-hmm. But you've got what nine hours of of movie if you put all three together. Yep. And really, you've got about an hour and a half of good material in that nine hours. Yeah. Um, it's like, man, if you could just, if you could just somehow edit all the bad parts out, this could be great. But there's a lot of bad, boring parts. Yeah. Yep. yep. It's, now it, that said, though, how fucking awesome was it? to see Hayden Christensen again oh, in yeah. Obi-Wan. Yep. Right? The guy that we all hated and spent decades dumping on for his terrible acting. Fuck if we weren't excited to see him come back, and fuck if he isn't amazing and terrifying as Darth Vader.
2: And it's funny, like, and and you rewatch, like, there's one scene from Revenge of the Sith that I've been rewatching a lot lately on YouTube, and that's the scene yeah. where um, Palpatine reveals himself to, to yeah. Anakin. When he when he you know you know when he realizes he's the Sith Lord like that was some great yep. acting by Ian McDermott and Hayden oh, yeah. Christensen like he was actually really good um it's just unfortunate like you know we we just remember you know the cheesy stuff because George Lucas is not a good you know writer of dialogue but you know they really did some good stuff um and I, yeah I'm re- super happy to have him back but uh real quick I just wanted to say for me, it's Game of Thrones, like Lord of the Rings. I love, you know, like we were talking about the movie, you know, the original trilogy of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, uh, but I, I just love George R. R. Martin. Like I love the books. I, you know, like yeah, the last two seasons yep. uh, of the show really sucked, but I just love those books and and the first four seasons I think are just amazing and some great acting and and yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. All right, oh, yeah. so. Before we go, Ragnar, is there is there anything you wanted to share with the, of uh, that you're watching or, or anything you want to throw out there?
0: Well, um, I'm currently watching something that's very different from a lot of what I normally watch, and I'm getting a lot of enjoyment out of it. Um, and that's I'm watching this this reality show that I'm watching on Amazon. It was originally broadcast on the History Channel. Okay, and it's called Alone. And, and what they do is they take 10 people each season and they bring them out to a remote part of Northern Vancouver Island and they plop them all down and they have, they have, I mean, the people have a whole pile of film gear cause they have to film themselves the whole time. But other than that, they have hardly anything. Yeah. And whoever survives the longest wins. Hmm. Um, but they're all completely alone. They're in complete isolation. They have to build their own shelter and they only have a handful of items. And they have to find their own food and whatnot. And they they all struggle with the being alone part. At first they don't mind it, but boy, after a week or two, they all start going kinda you can tell it's affecting them. And and the guys yeah. who win, like they make it to like a month or two months or three months, and like they're they're very different by the time they, they get out of there. Yeah. Um, but I find it to be a very interesting show. A, Vancouver Island is beautiful, and so just, just watching it for the scenery alone is, is quite entertaining. Mm-hmm. And um, it gets you thinking about, like, well, how would I do in that situation? And what would I do? And how long would I last? And would I, would I do this thing that that person did or, or, or not? And and also it's a show you don't have to pay a lot of attention to, you know, like you can easily put it on in the background and, and screw around on your phone or your laptop or, in my case, be stitching up little leather things. Yeah. And and it's you know, you get enjoyment out of it without having to pay attention because I don't I don't want to watch the new episode of the Orville when I'm not able to focus on. Yeah. it. Yeah. But, but this is a great background show. So it's not, I wouldn't call it a geeky show at all, but I'm definitely enjoying it. And uh, anybody who's interested in the outdoors or survival or that kind of stuff, probably get a kick out of it.
2: Excellent. Um, I just finished watching the first episode of, it's technically a new series, and it's Bosch Legacy. Um, oh, yeah. So I I, I I love Bosch, you know, uh, but last season, uh, spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched it, he, he quits uh, the LAPD. He turns oh, in yeah. his badge. So this season is about him being a private investigator. And I I suspect... Ooh, that I, could be good. Yeah, I suspect the reason why they did that, I think the budget was cut, because a lot of the actors from the original series aren't here. But, I mean, it, ah. makes, it makes sense for the character, because... You know, you're not working at the police department, so why would you see a police yeah, captain? Yeah, you wouldn't be seeing all Yeah, so you wouldn't be seeing them. Uh, so now they, they only have three main characters. Like, the, his daughter from the original series is uh, now a rookie in the LAPD, which is pretty oh, interesting yeah. to see. And uh, Mimi Rogers is playing the lawyer character she played in the original series. Yeah. Uh, first episode, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I do miss some of those other characters from the original series. Like, his partner. Yeah. I, I really like that actor. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, you know, it's a reality, like, you know, a person switches jobs, they're not going to be with that same person they had been with for the last, you know, 10, 15 yep. years, you know? Yep. So, but so far it's good. Uh, Titus Wolver
0: That's a, that's a cool awesome. concept. I, I like the idea. Yep. So Come yeah, on.
2: first episode, pretty good. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it.
0: Cool. And I, I got to throw a little shout out there. To um, the new season of the Kids in the Hall. Okay. I, yeah. Uh, just I started dating a new girl. Um, well, fairly recently, and, and it's going amazing. I'm, I'm awesome. Fairly confident that I'm going to marry her and all that. Oh, nice. Um, but we've been watching. We watched the new season and we loved it. So that now we're watching the original series. All of it is on Amazon. And the new season is exactly the same as the old show. Except that the production, like the, not the production values, but like the actual cameras used are better. Mm-hmm. And the actors have all aged by whatever, 20, 20 or 30 years. Yep. But they, they do the same bits, they do the same characters. It's the same humor. So it's amazing. They just pick up exactly where they left off. And if you like skit shows or if you watched the original show and liked it, man you'll love it it's hilarious all right so my
2: question and, is and so, my my favorite bit on the original series was the head i'm
0: squishing your head guy is he oh, in yeah. this new season oh yeah oh but, awesome but now but now it's like he's a he's like a marvel super villain <laughs> nice
2: well yeah. do you remember the original like uh well he did the original but there was the thumb lady where, where yep. she puts her thumb and you're not here. You're and they, and they're battling each other. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, thumb some lady didn't
2: read. Oh man, it. that that was so classic. It, it was like a you know two super oh, villains I, I think fighting you know, each I other.
0: Think I won't spoil it. I think you'll like how they what they did with it. Nice. I, I'm I looking forward good, to that. Um, my favorite bit, and it was in the very first episode and only a few minutes in. These two guys are just robbed a bank and they're trying to make their getaway. Mm-hmm. and they realize that they've been spotted and that the police are about to bust them. So the one guy looks over at the other guy and goes, well, you know what? The police are looking for two guys that are wearing clothes like we are. Yeah. You know what they're not looking for? They're not looking for two guys who are naked. And so they they just completely strip down, and they show you everything. And because <laughs> these guys are older now, yeah, uh, you wish they didn't, but... <laughs> It was so shocking and so funny that I just about fell out of like you know I just about fell down laughing. Yeah. And so right off the hop they do that and I'm like oh man I'm in I'm a hundred percent in this is amazing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Kids so, in the Hall was yeah. was fantastic. Like it. It's like it's the Canadian sense of humor. Like we're kind of like British but not as dry with our humor. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: not not quite as absurd, not quite as dry. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah, great. That, I I I've been waiting to hear someone talk about it because I I you know was kind of on the fence about that, but yeah, I'll definitely
0: check that oh, yeah. out. Oh no, just 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 watch it. Um, the new season isn't very long. I think it's only seven or eight episodes, hmm. and it's great. And I'm, I it to me it feels like a short season. Like Amazon is like, here's some money, go make a season. Yep. And it does well, we'll give you way more money and you can do whatever you want. Yep. It very much has that, like, well, they're just dipping their toes in the water feeling. Yeah, see what happens. No, that's good. But I, I hope I hope it goes over well because it was really funny and I'd sure love to see more of it. Excellent. That's good to hear. Um, all right. Well, I think we can call this an
2: episode. But before we go, Ragnar, where can we find you on the Internet?
0: Well, um, As Ragnar the Trader, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. I am medium active. Um, Online is not my strength, and I I am working on improving that, but my real strength is Mm face-to-face, so come find me at a trade show. I'll be all over the prairies this summer with shows in Edmonton and Winnipeg and Regina and Saskatoon and wherever else I'm going. And uh, come find me at a trade show and take a look at the stuff I make and the stuff I sell, and uh, I'll no doubt chat your ear off about whatever we want to talk about. Excellent. And
2: and actually, this weekend you're going to not too far from where I'm at. You're going to the North yeah, Country I know, Fair. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm real close to your neck of the woods. Yeah, um, I will actually be driving through Barhead to get there. So oh, well we should yeah. we should meet up or if you have time. Well, I'll be driving through to tomorrow, but I probably won't have time on the way there because we'll be we had a last minute change of plans yep. and, and it wasn't on our it wasn't on our end. It was on the organizers end. They had a last minute change of plans. Oh. we have to be there and set up Wednesday night. Okay. And so it's a little bit of a rush. Yeah. Yeah. But we're gonna be coming home either Sunday night, like Sunday evening mm-hmm. or Monday morning. Well, I won't have cell reception the whole weekend, but when I come back into reception, I'll shoot you a message, and if you're around, yeah, we'll grab a coffee or something.
2: Yeah, absolutely, that'd be fantastic. I,
0: I and I'm around.
2: I'll be around Sunday night, and like during Sunday afternoon, I won't be. But yeah, I mean, you won't be coming through till the evening anyway, at the earliest.
0: Yeah, it'd be maybe supper time, maybe yeah. a little after that.
2: Yeah, and I'll be home by then. And then yeah, I'm home all day Monday. So yeah, no, that'd be that's fantastic.
0: Okay, well, I'll, I'll shoot you a message when, I, when we're leaving, and uh, if we can make it work, we will, and that'd be awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, just give me a heads up, like, you
2: know, when you're by Fort Assiniboyne or something, or Swan Hills, yeah. uh, you know, message me there, and, and then, and then that gives me, like, half hour or an hour to to get everything arranged.
0: Wicked. Okay, well, then, uh, quite likely, we'll see you either Sunday evening or perhaps Monday morning.
2: Awesome. That's fantastic. All right, well, I, I guess we should end this episode. Well, thank you, dear listener, for taking the time to listen to us ramble on about uh, meeting up for coffee, and uh, we will see you again <laughs> in the not-too-distant future.